probably be dead. It's the Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. This is New Turd Tuesday. Coming up at 9 o'clock, you're getting new Chance the Rapper, new Dustin Lynch, new Incubus, and then locally, White Buffalo Woman, who's been on New Turd Tuesday once before, was voted not a turd, but they're uh, debuting new music, sent it to us. So we figured we'd take a listen to that a little later. Join this morning. Bye, Matthew Fantone. How are you? Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. Excited about New Turd Tuesday. Honestly, uh, New Incubus, a band that I've traditionally liked. Yeah, I like Incubus. You know, yeah. um, Dustin Lynch, sure, I like kicking the dust up one time. Chance the Rapper won all those Grammys. And White Buffalo Woman, one of uh, Canton's finest right there. So excited for that, man. Yeah, it's going yeah. uh, to be a good version <laughs> of that today. Yeah. Chance the Rapper did. Man, he did. He walked away with a ton of Grammys the other yeah, night. Yeah, and just to give a little bit of like, well, here's a little bit about Chance the Rapper. Not signed to any label, doesn't sell his music, just mixtapes his everything and sends out like, yo, you can listen to my album for free here, and uh, has turned that into a Grammy award-winning career. There's there's something happening now with musicians where they've kind of figured this thing out with, with the digital world where if you give your fans the perception of a great deal, they now catapult you to that man's great. You're right. seeing this a little bit with Eric Church. Eric, there's a story. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a story in the news right now about Eric Church, country singer, who was like going after ticket scalpers, and he's like nullified, I believe, twenty five thousand tickets or something. Right. And so now people are going crazy, and they're like, and it's smart, smart move on his behalf. I personally don't get it because I feel like, well, it's like, dude, buy tickets, sell them, do whatever you want. Like right. that's kind of how I feel. But I know his audience is going to love that. This is like how Kid Rock always got credit last summer because he came to Blossom and he gave you a twenty dollar ticket, and people are like, see, Kid Rock understands us. It's like, no, he gave you a twenty dollar ticket because he took a piece of the bar. <laughs> and but again, it's perceived value to you, and so now you love them for well, it. And you've got to look at the bigger picture there of, of of perceived value. And hey, that guy's got my back. You right. know what I'm saying? Eric Church has got my back. Chance cares about got my, my money. Back. Right. right. He, he's not. He's not in it for. You There's know, something about that. Right. And and he's not in it for himself, and therefore he gets all that bu- that benefit. And it does. There there there's something very real and tangible about that. There's, it's the new world. It, there, there's there's a there's a new way to do commerce now. I mean, like that kid's not even signed to a label, and he's not Kit Kat commercials like he's like become like a household name even though he is like he's bucked the entire system remember when um metallica sued napster and it was the whole like we're never gonna make any money musicians are gonna go broke and oh we're never gonna have money and it's like no you just have to evolve with the times and obviously that was gonna take a little bit to go from you know 20 years ago to today there was gonna be growing pains there there was going to be you know issues along the way but eventually somebody took the, the 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 concept of hey i can get my music to everybody on the face of the planet and there's equity in that and and giving it away for free now the part we're not talking about though is is that you have to be that talented in order oh, for course. in order for that to work oh, you know course. what i mean like there has always been and I, I, and i know what you're thinking well why would somebody untalented be signed to a label happens all the time like sometimes they can right. just sometimes they right mostly they can sometimes they can just push products have you heard rap music recently <laughs> right. right i mean sometimes it's like you can just push product yeah. it's not that you're great but you, but yeah chances of um, and I'll be honest, I don't know a ton of his stuff. Like, I, I, there's a couple of songs I know and that I like, and I probably know stuff and don't yeah. realize it's him. Um, but he's not like. I don't know, but he, he's not my favorite or anything. I would, I, I'd recommend him to anybody out there. Honestly, he's got a, uh, a, a very Kid Cudi feel. Like, it's, it's certainly music for post-show. Like it's music for post-show. You know what I mean? Like, it, it really is. is. It yeah. is. 
Um, and all uh, those rappers, all those rappers with skinny jeans. That's what their whole thing is. A, 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 a coloring book is a really good mixtape, and acid rap is a really good mixtape. Coloring from, book, coloring book, and acid rap both are really good. No wonder he's popular right now. Yeah. Adult coloring books are yeah. all the rage, yeah. and all that stuff. Of course, he's popular right now. So we'll take a listen to uh, Chance the Rapper, new Dustin Lynch, new uh, new Incubus, and White Buffalo Woman. What'd you do all weekend? Uh, yeah, biggest, we biggest, biggest story of the weekend. Number one, what, a, what a great to have a uh, oh, three day weekend with vacation or with weather like that. I mean, it felt like a vacation. It was just it like, did. oh my god, yeah, it really did. Didn't even feel, you know, didn't feel like February. Um, uh, biggest thing of the weekend. I uh, on Saturday night, I was a part of the Ohio Championship Wrestling Show up oh, the yeah. OCW Arena. A bunch of Stansberry Show listeners were very excited to be there. Sold out too, so that oh, was cool that's good. For them. Yeah, so it was a, a very successful evening. And, uh, and they're trying look, to get me to come to one. Yeah, they want you to be a part of it, buddy. They want you. They want you in the ring. Yeah, they want I, you in the uh, squared circle. I have plans this weekend, but I, I, I honestly, those guys are good dudes, and uh, you know they're dedicated. Listeners, I understand people love wrestling. Right. Maybe the next show, I pro- maybe I will head out. Maybe up. April twenty second is the next Ohio Championship Wrestling Damn, Show. He just knows the date already. Son of a bitch! Damn it! Um, and uh, <laughs> you know, it was just it, it was just cool. And while I was there, I kind of gave myself a little pat on the back. And you know, of course, many a times in life, why wouldn't you? Many a times in life, uh, I, I I will say to myself, I'm like, damn, seventeen year old Matt Fantone is really impressed with you right now. And I just thought to myself, I'm like, dude, you're a part of a you know the Cleveland Cavaliers organization, maybe the D League, but still a part of it. You're a part of championship wrestling. You're part of the number one radio show. Like you have all these like good things. And I was just like, dude, seventeen year old Matt Fantone, very, very impressed with my life. And uh, and and you know, just good stuff. But Honestly, like, I kind of had the same thing. Yeah, I feel like a good, good weekend. I did. I, I had a reflection weekend. While uh, now not so much. I was like, uh, you know, it was like Friday night. I found myself behind a bar. Right. And I was like, Jesus Christ, seventeen year olds like just yelling at you. <laughs> like, Jesus, dude, you're forty. You still need two jobs to live inside, huh? Way to go. Way to go. Must be killing it out there in the number one radio show. It must be killing it. So. You know, I uh, so I worked, which was good actually. Um, you know, Friday night we were really busy. We had one of those like EDM type shows. Uh, you know, radiate is what it's called. It's like one of their flagship, uh, you know, yeah. events that they have every. Yeah, and sure enough, we, I mean, we were we were packed. We were, right. you know, what I mean, we we did well. Things right. were things were good. Now that's did like, not get out of there till six a.m. Though geez. that sucked. Yeah, it sucked. Jeez. It I sucked. was going to ask you. That was I was I was my next question was what time? But six a.m. God damn. Yeah, it's uh, it's that uh, that sucked. <laughs> Honestly, it was like a 24-hour day. Yeah. Any eventful stories, or was it just loud music? And just people loud music, half-naked chicks, nah, and yeah, I mean, nah. you know, that part wasn't bad. There and then go. Saturday, I uh, played in a little indoor tournament, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, with some friends. That was fun there. And then uh, Sunday, I actually played outside. Played horribly, but I played outside Sunday. Um, and yesterday, I could not get off the couch because dude, my back was like locked. It was like three days straight of golf all weekend, and like I was like, I woke up yesterday, I was like, oh my god, like my back's actually like legitimately like a little locked up. And so yeah, I didn't do much yesterday. That's uh, that's bad signs, buddy. We yeah. got to. Uh, I'm get- playing Thursday too, uh, so like now, I, yeah, no, but in between. But here's the thing, I'm not gonna play between now and then. Like I'm playing Thursday, and uh, and I'm playing with with my good buddy Greg, and so I'm just gonna just gonna rest the muscles. Might need to get you. Might need to get you down on the ground, stretched out there. We might have to you know what I want? I'll tell Lombard you what I want. <laughs> I tell you what I really want is What's I that? want an inversion table. Oh yeah, yeah and yeah, I don't yeah. know if it, you know if you don't know what they are, you let you like you stand in it, and then you, like you move the lever and it flips you completely upside down and it stretches your back out. My buddy used to have one of those and I was scared to death to try it. And then once I did it and I realized, okay, idiot, you're not going to fall, and even if you do it six inches, you're going to be fine. Like it, once I got used to it, I ended up loving that thing. I just don't have. I don't know if my ceilings are tall enough. Maybe. But if they are, I would love to get an inversion table because they really do help. 
maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll just do a little stretch before we get an inversion table. You know, a little downward dog or something like that. You know Stretching I mean? those back muscles. I, I don't want you pulling anything. I don't want dude because I have be a YMCA uh, you know uh, membership. But but I, I have I, one of those. A, a back injury is if t- you if you look at the key fob four <laughs> though. If you look at the key fob four, the YMCA, it's the only one that's not ripped not apart. Not used. It's the only one that's like in perfect condition. It's in pristine condition. Absolutely. Uh, so people are screaming up and down about the All Star game. About the NBA All-Star Game. And I'm not sure why this is a big deal, so I need to get your opinion on that. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. This report is brought to you by the Greater Cleveland Auto Show. Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 o'clock. We'll also do New Tour Tuesday for you at 9 o'clock. It's New Chance the Rapper, New Dustin Lynch, New Incubus, and uh, out of Canton locally, White Buffalo Woman, who's already been voted not a turd once on the program. So interested to see if they can go back to back there. Big fans of the show, White Buffalo Woman, actually. I did an event with them, and I didn't know who they were. And they were like, yo, Fanto, Duke yep. Stansberry Show, you guys are hilarious. I was like, well, awesome. Glad you guys listen. Their music's not bad. They're pretty good. They're pretty good. So we'll uh, take a listen to their new song called Domino. This morning, 9 o'clock. So the NBA All-Star Game yeah. over the weekend, and I, I saw you tweeting about this yesterday, but apparently it took forever to get the thing even started. Well, dude, I mean, it was an 8 o'clock game, and I understand there's going to be some pomp and circumstance in an All-Star Game. Right. I kind mean, of the know, whole point of it. Yeah. Right, right, right. But it was like 8.45 before the game got started, Seriously? and I'm just sitting there like, oh my god. And it was just like, over the top, it was just like, hey, here's introductions done by the Roots, and hey, here's introductions done by this person, and hey, here's introductions again. And it was like, alright, the third time we've announced the starters, like, I think I think it's time to start the basketball game. I, uh, I I saw LeBron was like loving the warm-ups, loving uh, apparently the Rootsy. He's a big fan. He was like he was like straight up dancing during that. Roots are a great band. Yeah, it was really. Oh, cool. the Roots are great. It was it was over the top production value. It really was. I mean, like they uh, they had all like the the bench players of the All Stars up front, and then behind them the starters like came out of the ground on like these lifts. It was cool. Like there was no. Oh, denying. I didn't even see that. Yeah, there was, I didn't watch this. There was no denying. Like damn, there's smoke machines going off and lights and, and music and stuff and it was cool like, so i wanted to talk to you about this because all day yesterday all these sports dudes were right. all pissed off about the nba all-star game well ah, get off my lawn it's not competitive it, there's okay. no competition because okay. the game ended 192 182 and that is i mean come on that, that, that's ludicrous yeah i mean that's insane uh, yeah and okay. so like uh, it seemed like the talking heads were really upset but to me and again i'm a casual nba guy so to me isn't this kind of what these all-star games are for, though? It's what they're supposed to be. Is that it, it, they're supposed to be scoring things. They're supposed to be like, I mean, that's it's action. And, and, and let's, not, let's not forget that, you know, I mean, essentially you have at, at, at that point 10 of the best NBA talents out on the floor. Um, there's going to be a lot of scoring. You know what I mean? Like, yes, when you put all these dudes who love to shoot the basketball, who, I think about who that. love to slam dunk the basketball, when you put all those dudes out together, yeah, there's going to be a lot of scoring. These guys are the best offensive players in the NBA. And that's the thing you have to remember, too, is that these guys are chosen essentially because of their offensive skills, not their defensive skills. Like, defense wins championships, but it doesn't make all-stars. Did I hear that they took centers off the ballot altogether? Um, not that I was aware of, but it wasn't. No, there had to have been centers. Chris Broussard said yesterday, and I don't know if he missed, maybe happens to all of us, but he's like, they took centers off the ballot. I don't know if, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if they had those. I, I don't know how that went. I really don't. But Because that seems crazy to me. If, if this game mattered, if this game 
game was like you know what the MLB game was for a while, where it was it was dictating something within the season that was meaningful, then I would have an issue of like, well, these guys need to put more into it, and these guys need to try harder and play defense and try to win this game. But this literally means nothing. This is just a human highlight reel for NBA fans to be like, yeah, dude, dunking three point shooters. Oh my god, that's that's what it is. Do you have a problem with LeBron James not being in the dunk contest? No, I, I don't. I mean, it's not his. What do I want to say? It's it, it, it's not his goal. It's not his. It's not his championship. Like I understand. Well, Jordan won so many times. He's better. Yeah, but I don't. Here's the thing. This is going to sound like sacrilege to a lot of people, but I don't think LeBron's a great dunker. Like he's. I mean. Well, he's not the most creative dunker. I mean, he's a that's rim rocker. I, that's what I mean to say. Like he, like it's impressive at the rim, but in game, like I'm not sure he's a jump over the hood of a Kia. Here's me in a cape. I don't think he's that kind of dunk guy, right? The only thing I'll say about it is, is that he's got great body control, and he always has. That's been one of the things. Kyrie's really good at that. Too, yeah, that helps. That helps him. Where, where where you're able to finish around the rim and do great things like that. But I, I think if the time was, if the time for him to be in the dunk contest was seven years, years ago, ago. Yeah. yeah, was nine, ten years ago. Where now, I, I, he's I just, old. It's not worth it to him. There's just no value in it. There's no. There's no victory. There's so much more to lose than there is to gain. What's okay? Because I keep. I, I heard that yesterday, and I'm not disagreeing with you. I just what because I couldn't come up with it. What is to be lost? What is to be lost if you go out there and don't win the dunk contest as LeBron James? I mean, come on now. Oh, is it going to change his legacy? In uh, some people's minds, certainly. Really? Some in some people's minds. Certainly. Oh, I hadn't realized. And that. I don't think I don't think LeBron's necessarily making decisions based on haters. I don't want to be like, well, he's thinking about what's you know. No, but, but everybody, dude, he does have rabbit ears. We have seen that. He he does hear things. And I just think that there's no real victory. In it. What's to be gained? I mean, yes, I'm a great dunker. Established. You know what I mean? Like, done. I, I don't think LeBron, like you said, I don't think LeBron needs to drive a car out there and did Michael, I know Michael did it in 84. Did he do it all the time? Like, was, was it the thing? Like, I... I well, mean, I remember having it on VHS tape, him versus, uh, you know, Dominique. Not to say that, boy, oh boy, it's a different world now, but it is. It's, it's a, a different, different world. It's a different NBA. It's it not, is. It's There's not, more to risk for these guys now, given w- what they win and lose. You're right about that. It's not like his rival is is across the way, and he's got to, you know... Uh, He's got to outdo the guy like Dominique, right? You know, he's not trying to beat him. He's LeBron's just trying to set himself apart from dudes who are already retired, dudes that are already gone. So, like, there is no victory in this dunk contest for him. I mean, he doesn't really have a current, like, rival. Like, he addressed this yesterday or the other day about Steph Curry. He was like, you know, he's like, it's not Ohio State, Michigan. He's like, it's not. He's like, you know, you're diminishing those rivalries. And really, what he was saying is, Steph's not even close. Don't even bother me with it. Cavs Warriors right now is, I think, the rivalry in sports. If you want the honest to God opinion from me, is like, Cavs Warriors, I think, is the rivalry in sports right now. But LeBron Steph is not an all time great rivalry. Mm, no, I agree with that. I'm going to still stick with Ohio State, Michigan, because both of them are turning around and really good fair, right now at the fair, same time. Fair. And I think given the history of that rivalry, I still have to say that. But right behind it, because that's the only one I can think of off the top of my head. Pro sports? Is there anything even close? I mean, uh, Patriots in the field, right? I mean, Patriots, yeah, no, Patriots it, in, the, in the rest of the NFL. It's Belichick versus the NFL. And MLB is too much of a crapshoot every year where it's like you don't, you know, I mean, Indians, Blue Jays felt fun this year, but that's not, I mean, that's not anything significant. It would be cool if Cubs-Indians could turn into that, but it's not there yet. And there's so much that changes every year in 
MLB. I feel like that's a that's a that's a place where it's hard to really you know yeah. establish a rivalry like that. Yeah, Golden State Cavaliers. As far as pros go, as far as pro sports go, that has to be the biggest rivalry out there right now. Oof, did Dude, you, if you're uh, pro sports people, you got to be a little worried about that. Did you happen to see Steph Curry trying to make that uh, that half court shot? I saw LeBron make one from ha- like about half court, but so, no, I don't know the after, stuff. After the, after the three-point shootout, which Kyrie came in second place and had a really good performance, I mean, it was just fun to watch, you know, essentially what is the greatest Cavaliers three-point shooter of all time. Wow. Really? Uh, the Mark Price? I don't know. That's a tough call. But, I mean, it was awesome watching Kyrie out there represent and just shooting the long ball. But so, you know, the Craig Sager Foundation was doing this like, hey, we're doing a fundraiser and we're going to take... The Sager Strong thing, right? Right. And we're okay. going to take it to $500,000 if Steph Curry can make this half court shot so Steph Curry goes out there and he's like well you got five shots or whatever and he's like I only need three and he took three and he missed all three and then he took five and he missed all five and then he took ten and he missed all ten and really? eventually Shaq just had to grab Craig Sager's kid pick him up and like slam dunk the basketball with him it was awesome dude that is awesome. kind of awesome yeah um so you had you had Steph Curry crabbing the bed you had Kyrie almost winning the championship uh the uh the three-point shootout championship and uh maybe most importantly NBA D-League All-Star of the Game, Quinn, Quinn Cook. Cook. Yeah. yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Saw that. I think most importantly over the weekend, yeah. though, most importantly, is Kyrie Irving is a flat earth truther? Oh, God. He's Dude, a flat earth truther? Um, now, I haven't seen this video, and from what I've read, there's definitely a little... Some people say he's trolling. Right. There's a little interpretation there for like, dude, he doesn't mean that. He's just saying that to get a reaction from people. But there are people out there who are flat earthers, and that is the most mind-boggling thing I can think of. It's so easily disproved. I want to talk about this a little bit because I kept seeing this over the weekend with Kyrie. <sighs> How could he believe that he went to Duke? No, he didn't. He played at Duke, and he was hurt all year. One year, by the way, hurt all year, played nine games. Let's not pretend Kyrie Irving was a student at Duke. Like, let's be honest. And how about you learn the earth is round long before your freshman year at Duke? You should know that long before you get there. Shouldn't be allowed in Duke. And then I kept. (laughs) I got into not an argument because this woman thought I was attacking her given her post, but I just commented on it. It wasn't it. And then I had to clarify I'm not yelling at you. But she was like, oh my God, I've lost so much respect for Kyrie Irving. Why? Why? Let's say Kyrie Irving's an idiot and believes in the flat earth thing, right? Right. He still got a wicked crossover and jump yeah, shot. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, this is part of the problem with society today is we're looking to respect these people outside of their realm. And I don't will never understand why people look at the TV, see somebody with money and go automatically. You're smart. No, they're well, not. But this is they're gifted. But this isn't necessarily like a, a, a an intelligence thing. This is like very basic understanding of how the world works. I, it's well, not, that to me brings intelligence I, into I, it. I guess, I, I, it, I, it. For me, it does it, a little. It, it's just such a common sense thing that that's why it's a little bit well, like we saw this with the rapper like a year and a half ago and that Neil you know Tyson Degrassi guy was like dude look here's the evidence like here's proof it, here's science it, at least with the rapper I guess there is a little bit of difference between like I guess what you expect out of a rapper and somebody who seems to be on all other fronts very educated Kyrie Irving seems to be a really smart dude seems to be very well put together is that true I don't I don't have I mean, any insight when, into I, that. when I listen to interviews with him I'm like all right you, okay you seem like you've, you're, you're, you're you're a smart dude I have no no insight into that. I haven't heard him talk at length about any like major issue or anything, so I don't know that, but I'll take your word on it. Um, but to me, it was like, all these people, oh my god, I've lost... Why? He's still a great Cavalier. He's still won you a championship. That's all I need Kyrie Irving to do. I don't care. Dude, Kyrie Irving could go home and eat paste every night and finger paint. I don't care. 
Just win basketball games. And there's this thing now, and again, I'm going to blame social media here because, well, really, there's, I mean, it's a lot of factors, but it's a big one. There's this thing now where we expect all people to be all things to all people. And you can't, that's going to, that's going to set you up for disappointment every time. I keep talking about this with people, you know, with their ethics. Quit pretending you know who these dudes are because you don't. Most of, dude, most professional people in the limelight, who have a talent or a gift like that, when the game is over, when the performance is over, they go home and they spend the rest of the night thinking, how in the hell did this happen to me? I worked hard. I have a little bit of ability, but geez, sooner or later, I'm going to be found out as a fraud and all this is going to be taken away from me. Kyrie Irving's no different. More than going to Duke, my thing is like, dude, you've flown around the world. Like you have been for a living, right? You have been everywhere. You've been to China. You've been to Australia. You've obviously, you know, like, like, how do you not understand that the world is round? Like, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it, man. The, I couldn't leave it alone all weekend. I just kept saying to my girlfriend, well, "Where's the end of the world? How has nobody seen the end of the world?" I mean, right. Is if you it, get in a plane, do you just go off into space eventually? Is it like the Truman Show where like the, you, you hit the wall? Oh, what happens? And it, just, and it just starts to break, and then there's the stairs to the outside. The world is flat. What are you talking about? Yeah, when I saw that, I was like, okay, like this has to be a little bit of a trolling situation. Yeah, I was going to say. But again, fine. That's fine. But I'm telling you, if you're one of these people who's like, I'm disappointed, or I've lost respect for, then you're a, then you're a moron. Dude, they're professional athletes. When did when did that happen? Remember, it used to be dumb jock. When did it happen where we automatically assumed that athletes were intelligent? When did that flip? When did that become like the norm? Because I don't remember that at all. So I, I I I you know what I don't care. But I think that there's probably a little bit of a trolling thing. I don't hope that he knows better. I don't like I said. I don't care. He hit a three pointer over Steph Curry. I got a championship. I don't care if he like I said. Dude, Chuck paste. What do I care? I don't care if you're an idiot, Kyrie. Just keep making three pointers and we'll be friends. You and I. We do have a story here coming out of Maslin, Ohio. A little, uh, you know, the neighbor town there, where this is a little honestly sad is probably the right word. We'll give you that next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're just a few months removed from Christmas, so if you're still paying down that holiday debt on your credit cards, I have a, uh, I have an idea that's going to help save you some money. You should log on to CSEFCU.com. That's the web address for CSC Federal Credit Union. And they're offering you a killer deal right now on a balance transfer. You take all of your uh, current credit card debt. We'll move it over to a CSE Visa card. Much lower APR. You'll get it paid down faster. Credit gets turned around. Next thing you know, you got more money. CSE 100% local, not going to change anytime soon. That info can be found, like I said, at CSEFCU.com or by stopping by one of their very, one of their four very convenient locations, CSEFCU.com. We have a story here coming out of Massillon, Ohio. I'm going to read this now from uh, CantonRep.com, where a 10-year-old boy was shot Monday Jesus. after what police are calling a robbery attempt. He was taken to Akron Children's Hospital. Uh, a hospital and his injuries were non-life-threatening. Uh, the shooting occurred about 1.30 in the afternoon uh, over on Herald Avenue there. Now, not releasing the identity of the victim, obviously, as he's a 10-year-old. Um, and officers also did not want to provide a description of the gunman who was in the motor vehicle. They were called to the scene. When they got there, they found a male victim, 10 years old, bleeding from the shoulder area. The, the alleged claim at the scene was that it was an attempted robbery. He was with another juvenile who was a family member. 
Um, now, the occupants of the motor vehicle reportedly made a demand of the two boys. And according uh, to the police report, they did not comply with the demand, and a firearm was then brandished and uh, fired, pulled out and then fired. Right now, suspects are unknown, according to uh, the police when this was written. Police detectives were investigating the shooting Monday evening, and they believe that there was contact with at least one parent of the victim. He says here, I have no idea what the parents had to say, the police lieutenant said. I know the detective spoke to at least the father. They are referring it back to some other attempted robberies that we've had. They are looking uh, if there are any similarities there, a little MO type situation there. Now, I saw this get posted uh, yesterday or maybe the day before even, and uh, by a woman that I don't know personally, but we're friends on Facebook. And she says, that, you know, that she's like, oh my God, this is terrible. This is actually the son of, you know, a close friend of mine or whatever. And that's, you know, of course, sad, but I, I got to be honest with you. And I'm just going to devil's advocate this for you. And I feel terrible because we're talking about a 10-year-old kid. Okay? But I don't know if I would have been brave enough at 10 years old to say no to somebody who was uh, who was attempting to rob me. I guess it just depends on the circumstance of how that happened. Like, like you just roll up. I mean, if at 10, if somebody said, get into my car, I'm going to say no. Right. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, right. I can see myself saying no at 10. And you got to think, too, at 10 years old, you're ballsy. You don't understand that, that, that there's consequences to your action. You're like, no. Okay, I, I, that's fair, and I should factor that in. Now, I understand crime is random, okay? But are 10-year-olds decent robbery victims? Like, does that seem like a good mark to you? No. It doesn't to me no. unless you know something about that 10-year-old that the rest of us don't. Or you're just insane, high on drugs, and looking to rob anybody. What would you know about that 10-year-old? That that 10-year-old is carrying drugs or money. There are 10-year-old drug runners for drug dealers. I'm not saying that's what this is. But it seems like two 10-year-olds is a weird mark. And I hate talking about this because it's masculine and it's close. Somebody knows the truth. And if I'm way off base here, I just sound like I'm demonizing somebody. And I don't mean to do that. Okay? But I don't know... A single 10-year-old that would be a good robbery mark unless he had a reputation for being one of those, what they call in the business, as a hopper. A 10-year-old has a cell phone and a pair of LeBrons on? Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Fair. I mean, people have been robbed for you know, you know, sneakers since the, since the Jordans came out in right. the 80s. Right. Okay. I forgot that. So that's maybe fair. And does the now are you robbing those shoes for your ten year old? Because let's be honest, if you're a grown up, you're not putting a ten year old shoes on. Brent, I'm making the best decisions in the world. You're probably robbing somebody so you can go st- sell that stuff, so you can go buy drugs with that money. I would assume. Okay, so, yes, you, you know. that's that's obviously that could be part of this too. Okay, see, we're, okay, I'm glad we're talking about this because we found another way. Because when I read it yesterday, I'll be honest, I was like, well, does he know something about the ten year old that we don't? And I, I mean, I, we don't know how old this the person who shot him is either if this was a 16 year old or a 15 year old with a stolen gun and a stolen car yeah i guess maybe i'm just assuming it's a grown man yeah i have no idea whether that guy was if they're not going to give us a description or anything like that you're right it could just be as simple as a 16 year old and that's probably why they didn't give us a description Description is because he's a minor as well is there did they say they had a suspect in custody or no no so there's how are they not giving out a description of the of the of the car and stuff you don't want to find this person uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, either that or they don't want to give out too much information to, yeah. to obstruct the, uh, the investigation. Sometimes that happens. I, I, dude, I just can't believe as, as a cop, dude, you know, I mean, we, we talk about it all the time, but like the things you face on a day to day basis, it's Monday, one thirty. you live in Maslin, Ohio. I mean, not, not, you're not in the, not, it's not the hood. It's not the ghetto. It's not like no. the worst place in America. No. And you got to deal with it's a 10 year old. You got to deal with a 10 year old that got shot. 
They yeah. got shot, a, a shot 10-year-old? I mean, that's terrible. It sucks, I dude. mean, that's terrible. The hell? I mean, uh, luckily, injury's non-life-threatening. Taken to you know, the hospital, he, he's probably going to be fine from what we understand. So that's, you know, best-case scenario there. I'm wondering if this was an accidental shooting, and you don't, I mean, I'm not mm. saying. Well, a I demand mean, like, was made, though. A demand was made, and the gun was brandished. I bet you he just didn't think, like, hey, I'm going to shoot this kid. I, be, I, oh, maybe finger on the trigger. On the trigger, trying to look you know, tough. I want to be cool. Next thing you know, gun goes off accidentally, and that's why he missed them, and that's why the th- why it's not th- life threatening, or I I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of I okay. Yes, I hear you. I would bet, and I'm a pessimist, but my guess would be tried to shoot, terrible at doing it because you don't know what right. you're doing and miss. What you're shooting at a ten year old? I, I don't get it. That's what I'm saying. I don't don't understand the target. But I never thought about shoes. You know what I mean? Because I don't have kids, and it's been forever and a day since I would have ever thought about spending that kind of money on a pair of tennis shoes. Right. So I forget sometimes that that can happen. Right. And I think there's probably just a little bit of, like like you said, if if this is a kid, if this is a 16-year-old behind the wheel of this car, behind the the bullet there, anything's possible. Just trying to look like a badass. I didn't think about the fact that you get your driver's license at 16. I just assumed uh, we were talking about a grown-up who rolled up on two 10-year-olds and decided he was going to rob them for no good reason. And I was like, well, I, you know, yes, drugs make things random. There's no doubt about that. For sure they do. But there was a little bit of me that's like, well, we're not giving any information out. Why? <laughs> you know what I mean? That just seemed a little strange to me. But that is, uh, that is going down. So I would tell you to be on the lookout for a car or a license plate or whatever, but right. they haven't given us any of that. Let's get some info out there. So a conservative blogger and a very popular one is in the crosshairs of the American public. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Gansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Get a look at uh, well, what's going on with the Cavaliers. All right. A little recap of the NBA All-Star Game. All right. Even some tribe action. Yeah. And uh, according to Mary Kay Cabot, there are five like uh, distinct things that are going to play into whether or not we land Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, so I want to uh, I want to talk to Scott about that as well as, obviously, football season. Or the draft, rather. Just in what, April? It's nonstop, dude. 24 or 24 7, 365. Honestly, in my lifetime, the NFL has done a good job of turning that into a year long game. I mean, there's, I mean, from when I grew up, I mean, there was like football season, off season, dudes would smoke cigarettes and like t- seriously take a vacation. Now these guys stay in, you know, in shape all year and they go to camps and all that stuff. The NFL has done a good job of turning it into a year long product. Well, and you got to think. The NBA's trying that more and more too. You got to think. There's a lot of uh, fan bases out there right now who are like, yeah, the draft, whatever. Who cares? No big deal. Whatever. I mean, it's not going to make a big yeah, deal in New England. No, yeah. What do you care? You're Atlanta. What do you care? Well, sad thing is, is New England probably does care because they're probably like, you know what? We're going to get number 12 draft pick out of this. We'll trade that Jimmy Garoppolo I don't think he wants a 12th. I don't. I don't. The last thing Bill Belichick wants is an expensive rookie who's unproven. I don't think. I think he's going to rage your closet and you think it's going to be the 12th pick he wants. So when he calls you and says, I want all your fours for the next three years, you say yes. I think that's what's going to happen. He's smarter than the average bear. And a 12th round pick is going to be super expensive and he might not pan out. Where I think what he's going to do is he's going to raid your cabinet and he's going to stock both those lines up and he's going to get a decent pass rusher. Tom Brady's going to play three more years. They win a couple of more titles and they both leave together. You, ah, never mind. I've said it a million times. People think I'm crazy, but I think they leave together. That's just my, I mean, dude, Belichick's not young. He's 64 years old. Yeah, it's pretty old. 64, bro. Like old. it, dude, it's almost over. 
It's almost over. They're going to leave together. That's my, that's my, uh, it's just what I believe, but I could be way, way wrong there. So there is a conservative blogger, vlogger. You've, I'm sure you've heard of Milo by now, Yiannopoulos, Milo Yiannopoulos. And he's a gay conservative, mm-hmm. which are, are rare, um, at least openly. And, and at least in the, our side is right, your side is wrong, uh, you know, on the politics world. Right. Um, it, it, it's just, a, you know, it's a rare thing. And he has said in the past some controversial things. Like he's, you know, as we all have, he has said some things that are like, oh, okay. But Milo mostly is not, like when I listen to him, I don't always agree with him, but I'm not like, he doesn't, he's not ill informed and he's not an idiot. Oh, no, he's not a dumb dude. There's certainly no question about that. And he knows what he does too. He's very, right. um, uh, he, he, he knows the statements he makes. He's inflammatory for a reason. And I would say more than anything, he really is the stereotypical shock jock of like, I am literally yes. just going to say wild and outlandish things just because I know this is going to ruffle people's feathers. He's a huge uh, proponent of, of the anti PC culture of, like yes. I can say whatever I want about anyone that I want, and there's no consequence to that. Um, he's the he dude. That. He's the dude who who was supposed to talk at UC Berkeley, and then the students protested, mm-hmm. and then you know UC Berkeley all the shut violence down broke the, out, right? And Trump was event. like, "I'm going to take their funding away." And so all that this stuff. is the guy kind of that has been behind a lot of that. He's a he's a contributing editor to Breitbart, Breitbart too, which, which is on, honestly, if you ask me, a little bit of a knock on the guy. <laughs> like, I, I, and that's just my but opinion. That's, but that's where he made his bones. That's through Breitbart, for Breitbart sure. and and being closely associated with Steve Bannon, right? And and that is that is 100 percent true, and but I I have always kind of found like I'm just one of those people I don't get upset by who people stand next to, you know what I mean? Like I don't really care about the fact that he came from Breitbart. I know that when if I listen to a piece of audio of him, that I'm smart enough to discern between the two things, and so it doesn't bother me who he stands next to. And like I said, I I have found Milo to be interesting in in past, and I've also found him to be like I said informed, and he knows what he's talking about. But he stepped in it now a little bit. And he had said some things about same-sex relationships between older men and younger boys. And it was apparently a lot of this is coming from the Drunken Bastards podcast. I know he was on Joe Rogan's show, and there were some issues about some things he said on Joe Rogan's show as well. And he's now been disinvited to a conference um, like addressing conservatives. Right. And uh, Simon and Schuster also canceled his book. He had a book deal, and they've said now no book. Yeah, I mean he was going to be the keynote speaker at CPAC, which is right. the biggest conservative, you know, organ or the biggest conservative meeting of the year. I mean, it's it, it really is like the who's who of conservative politics all in one place. So he was going to be the keynote speaker in his sense. Uh, and he's a name. I mean, he moves the he moves the needle. He's one of those guys where he's just. I mean, he he does like Stephen Crowder's another conservative guy who's smart and who kind of moves the needle that way. And so Milo, he went on... We have the clip from the Drunken Bastards, right? Correct. All right, so this is Milo Yiannopoulos on the Drunken Bastards. You know, people are messy and complex, and actually in, in, in the homosexual world particularly, some of those relationships between younger boys and older men, the sort of coming-of-age relationships, the relationships in which those older men ha- help those young boys to discover who they are and give them security and safety and provide them with love and... Okay, and- let's stop right there. There's, I believe that there, okay, I understand that an older man, while having sex with a younger boy, in his mind, can see that as love. But on the outside of that, 
It isn't. You're saying you're saying the older man. The, the, I can understand how he sells himself on the fact that he loves this young boy and showing him love. I can understand how how the all, how the damaged brain does that. All, all, all I mean, not all, but I, I think a lot, especially people who are victimizing children, think that no, I'm showing them love, or I'm showing them, or I'm just horsing around with them, or oh, we're just boys being well, remember, boys. Well, Jerry Sandusky, prime example. Well, well, and here's another one. I mean, the most loving thing you can do is share your bed with a young boy. Exactly. Remember? Exactly. Remember when Mr. Moonwalk came out and said that remember that and yet man in the mirror going to be on radio stations all day today but you're mad at milo and i suspect it's because of his politics the relationships in which those older men help those young boys to discover who they are and give them security and safety and provide them with love and and uh, um and uh, and a reliable uh, and sort of a rock where they can't speak to their parents some of those relationships are it some like of the most station to me it does sound like molestation to me too. That's because that's what it is. Yeah, that's what it yeah. is. It's it, it's what it sounds like because that's what it is. Sounds yeah, well, like you know what? You it know sounds what? like Catholic priest molestation to me. And you know what? I'm grateful for Father Michael. I wouldn't give nearly such good if it wasn't for him. Okay, now see, now people took real big issue with that right there, and he is making a joke, and he is talking about himself, and. There's plenty of other things in, in, in his statements, and we'll continue with a little bit more audio here in a minute. There are plenty of things in his statements to be upset about. But I saw this one get really highlighted, and I was like, well, I do that all the time. Like, I make jokes about the fact that I was, uh, that I was molested by neighbors all the time, and we all kind of have like a laugh about it. It's uncomfortable, but we all do it, and then we move forward. I didn't really have an issue with that particular thing that he said, because again, he's talking about himself, and so I'm not going to, having lived through it, I'm not going to judge how somebody feels about something that happened to them. And yet here you are talking about how, look, you know, some of these kids that get diddled by these priests, I mean, it's a good thing for them. They're getting this love. And now they are you're also misunderstand- getting No, no, no. You're, you're misunderstanding what pedophilia means. Um, pedophilia is not a sexual attraction to somebody 13 years old who is sexually mature. Pedophilia okay. is attraction to children. To children who have not reached puberty. Okay, now that's a pretty fine distinction there by Milo, and I will take a serious and I will take issue with this statement because a thirteen-year-old is absolutely a child in the eyes of me and the eyes of the law. A thirteen-year-old is a child, and so you can talk to me about pubic hair and like that. Technically, that doesn't make you a pedophile. In my mind, it makes you a pedophile. Well, and that's the way America and society uses that word. And I was going to say, and that's kind of what we're getting at there, is is if you want to truly like break down the difference between uh, you know having a, a a relationship or an attraction to somebody prepubescent versus postpubescent, sure, we can make that difference if that's if that's the greater conversation. But that's not what you're doing. You're trying to defend sleeping with a minor, right. sleeping with a child, and even I, still, I, the argument is like, well, it's less icky. Like that's, which I mean, is, right, which, which is right, crazy, right? Which right, is right, crazy. Right. Well, I mean, and couldn't you make that argument at age seven? Like, well, at least I didn't bang a baby. Sooner or later, right? yes. Right. At what point yeah. does at what point does that stop? Eighteen is the point where that stops. That's the number. I I find this unfortunate because, like I said, he's an intelligent man, but he's obviously got flawed views on this, and I really don't like. As a guy who's in the middle. I kind of like the fact that there's a smart dude on the other side holding feet to the flame of some of this liberal extremism that goes on. But dude, you, I can't point to you as, as a great counterpoint when this is your idea on this. Pedophilia is attraction to people who don't have functioning sex organs yet, who have not mm. gone through puberty. You know what that sounds like to me? Well, you know, I mean, uh, you know, the, the age of consent is 16. 
So technically, I can bang a 16-year-old girl. That's what that sounds like to me. And if any, one of my buddies said to me, well, the age of consent is 16, I would look at them like they were a sexual predator. Well, and you're certainly not my buddy anymore. You know what <laughs> right. I'm saying? Like, there, there, there's a line right. where, like, you, and, and, and child molestation should be a part of that. And, like, yes, I mean, I'll certainly make room for the fact that this guy was molested as a child, and, 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 and that will warp your perspective. But that doesn't excuse your behavior. So was I, but yet I'm still on the right side of it. That doesn't excuse your behavior. Right. That doesn't excuse your at comments. At some point, you're a grown-up, and you have to know what the right side of things and are. And to normalize that, to make it sound like, eh, it's no big deal just because you get love out of this. or that, It's a big it, it's deal. It's a huge deal. It's a huge it's deal. It's a huge deal. And, 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 and I understand that, like, sure, you want people that, that are going to represent different sides of things, but this guy is the, is the exact opposite. Of, or, or, or You look at, like, oh, dude, the left, they're too far gone. Well, dude, I mean, you have somebody who's this advocating. This is a little too far that way. You're somebody, somebody who's advocating having sex with children. Somebody yeah. who's saying that it's okay. That's and this isn't gross. This isn't some liberal, like, protest that stopped Milo Yiannopoulos from doing a, a book. This is goddamn CPAC, the conservative, like the most conservative meeting of the year. Well, at least they knew, right, like, bro, we can't stand next to this right now. It's like, we're, I mean, the conservatives are in the crosshairs because of the, because of the leadership of the country and what's happening there. Like, the last thing we can do is stand next to a to somebody arguing for pedophilia and be like, well, yeah, Milo, come on up here. Now, uh, what I'm going to say is they are going to catch flack and they are going to catch people who are saying, oh, the mainstream media is just holding Milo down and they're just putting words in his mouth and it's edited and it's this and that and this the other. isn't that though this isn't that there are instances of that i don't feel maybe this is my opinion you know what i should state it that way in my opinion this isn't that i mean the guy talks about how relationships between a minor and a and, and an adult are, are are a loving bond he also talks about how sometimes those young boys are actually the predators and they're chasing after the adult okay let's say that's true Right, because he had kind of alluded, I think, on Joe Rogan's podcast about how sometimes, like, a fourteen-year-old boy will like seek out a relationship with somebody older, whether it be male or sure. for that power, sure. and they're looking to get that person in trouble. Fine, right? Fine. It's still on the adult not to allow something to happen. Right. It's still on the adult. Right. It's your responsibility as a human, as an adult, not to do that. You can walk by a drug dealer every day, and if you keep saying, hey, you want some crack, you want some crack, you want some crack, it doesn't, you're like, oh, well, I guess I can smoke crack now. He asked me so many times. No, personal re- responsibility it here. Just, like I said, it just bums me out because I find Milo to be a very smart guy. I find him to be informed. He cares about what he's doing. Yes, he's a little bit of a nudge in the sense that he likes to kind of like hot button issue you. He does. So do I, though. So I can't really knock him on that. But like I said, as a guy who kind of likes to sit in the middle on things, I like to listen to both sides. And I have often found myself on the other end of a Milo video going, well, he's right about all that, though. Like, I have found myself saying that. Much like, dude, Tommy Laren's another one of these, where people just hate her and they just assume that everything she says is wrong. I often find myself at the end of a Tommy Laren video going, well, she's right about every single bit of that. I, I don't care what you're right about if you're, if you're okay with if molesting you're, kids. Right. And so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, now I got to abandon this. And he is one of those people I would go read or I would go listen to on the other side of something because, again, you can't just take one piece of information from one side and go, well, yeah, but that's accurate. Like, you got to go look I, I at mean, the counter. He's a self-professed troll, though, and that's why I always discredited this dude is that he's doing things intentionally to inflame. He's not doing things based on fact or based on reason. He's doing things because it pisses you off. Okay. He, well, right. he, he, he self He does want to piss you off. He used 
uses facts to do it, but he does like when people get upset. He does. And let's be honest, when those bottles started going through those windows and those fires started to happen and his name was all over the news, not letting him speak, that was the best thing that could have happened to him. And now on the other side of it, this is the worst thing. Like, dude, you had a moment there where you could have capitalized and you could have really gone next level, but then you double down on the, well, 13's really not pedophilia because you start to get pubic hair and it's like, bro, if that's your distinction... I yeah, I find you to be a little gross, and I can't necessarily. Su- well, no, I just flat out can't support any uh, any of that. I uh, th- uh, so car insurance is expensive. We know car uh, you know uh, car accidents cause a lot of problems. I have what might be the saddest car accident story maybe ever. We'll give you that next on Rock One Hundred Six. Oh six nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock One Hundred Six Nine. We have just unearthed a pair of Rob Zombie tickets. He'll be playing at the House of Blues on July 11th, and we'll have a pair for you, 845. Rob Zombie's always a good show. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him suck. The only time I ever saw him where I wasn't wild, and it wasn't even his fault, is I saw him in Columbus for like, it was an OzFest, right? and they had him on like a side stage in the middle of the afternoon, and it just like that whole... Halloween horror tech that the whole thing doesn't play well in sunlight. In sunlight and on a small stage. That's yeah. a big stage thing. He needs the production. Yeah, I mean, he's a little Alice Cooper that way. And they, I don't think that's a knock on him. No, I no, 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 he no, no, did no. the He did the, like, the jeans and t-shirt shows, and I went to that, and if anything, I was going to say that was kind of the one where I was like, eh, I'd rather see, like, some sort of, like, you know, blow up werewolf right. and, you know, all that, but... I saw him, I saw Rob Wood, the best Rob Zombie show I ever saw was in San Bernardino, California, when I was living out in California, and he played out in the middle of the desert, and, uh... Some amphitheater, and my friend Missy and I went, and it was so good. Like, he was amazing that night. So was she, by the way. I was going to say, Stansberry, <laughs> not so amazing, but so was she, by the way. We'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com at 8 o'clock. I'm interested. Uh, apparently, the Cavs are trying to use a trade exception by, uh, uh, by uh, oh, this may have been over, to get Carmelo Anthony? Eh. Is that over? Eh. Okay. I don't know if it's over yet, but you got two days until the trade, or three days, I'm sorry, until the trade deadline. So Until I, uh, until that day's over, it's just going to be murmurs and rumorings, and, and here's what's going on. I don't blah, like blah, the mellow thing. To me, it feels like LeBron's just trying to get one of his buddies a ring. And, and and I like it. That's the, you know that's good for you being a good friend and all that. But I, as a Cavalier fan, I'm not sure that's the right fit for the team chemistry wise. I'm a I'm a naysayer on the on the on the mellow trade here. I don't think the wine and gold have too much to worry about. Is that does, right? Does not seem like a likely scenario. I think they'll do something, but I don't think it's going to be. It's not going to be that. Okay. Well, good. I hope I hope you uh, remain right about that. So we have this here, and this is terrifying. Okay. Out of Alabama. Okay. As a head-on collision has claimed the lives of two. Men. Uh, one a 50 year old and the other a 22 year old. And they both lived about uh, like 50 miles west of Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. The car crash happened around four, like four o'clock in the morning. Okay. Now, y- y- you know, growing up, your mom always used to tell you nothing good happens after midnight. But I will tell you, very few good things are going on at four o'clock in the morning. Now, if you're getting up and going to work like we are, that's one thing. Yeah. Okay. 
Now, the further away you get from midnight, the worse things are. Yes. You know what I mean? Like That midnight between sun up is a very bad time. At 12.30, probably not that bad. 1.30, a little bit now. worse. Yeah, 4 o'clock in the morning, dude, you're into something. I will say, after bar closing, after 2.35 in the morning, yeah, you're probably out doing things maybe you shouldn't be. Right? So 4.10 in the morning. Now, granted, you could be delivering newspapers. You could be going to work. A million things. I'm not, you know what I mean? I'm not going not gonna to speculate here. So these two end up colliding, head-on collision, and they both lose their life. Now, why this is a story that happened in Alabama, and you're hearing about it here in Canton, Ohio, is that the driver of the truck that hit the car is the father of the kid he hit. So a head-on collision, father, son, both of them lose their life. How terrible. Now, they are saying alcohol played a factor. Again, 4.10 in the morning. That, to be to me, is a little bit of, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, again, some people go to work that early, especially right, here. Right. You know, Canton's an early working town. But it doesn't, you know what I mean? But I, I, this was not hard to believe when I read it. I was like, well, yeah, they were probably both drunk. I, yeah, uh, you know, both drunk. I, I mean... <laughs> How did they get into a head-to-head though? Because the way the way you know you swerving of a lane, you hear father and son. I'm like, oh well, you know, maybe they didn't know that. You know, just by chance, they were both driving down the street at the same time. But this seems like they were both together drinking. And did they play like chicken? You know what I'm saying? Were they like, hey, dude, no, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna race our cars together, mm-hmm. and we're gonna race our cars together. And whichever one swerves out of the way, you gotta buy the beer tomorrow. And then you oh. know, nobody swerved out of the way. Nobody was chicken. And, 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 and they ended up crashing into each other. They say here the 2006 Ford pickup that the father was driving collided with the son's 2004 Chevrolet pickup. Oh, this is a little Ford v. Chevy there. Oh, there maybe you go. That's what it is. Oh, my God. Maybe that is what it was. You've seen those new Chevy commercials, and they're awful. They're the worst commercials on the face of the planet. Those, like, where the truck comes out of the ground, and the guy's like, oh, my God. Oh. I have not seen that. Oh, they're terrible. They're the worst, dude. Chevy commercials are awful right now. But maybe have, that's what they're doing. Maybe they're filming a new commercial, Ford v. Chevy. The only ones I've seen are the ones where, like, the doors open. It's like, yeah, in 2004, we had the best cars, too. And then 2006, we had the best cars. And, and yeah, there's I the people standing there in the garage, and they're like, oh, my God. Oh. Oh, okay, that's what you mean. When they're I heard ground, bad. I thought you meant Well, no, like, they have ones that they come out yeah. of the ground, and they, all Chevy commercials are terrible now. Jeez. Not a, not a fan, not huh? Not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah, it's, not, it's not a knock on Chevy. It's just commercials, man. Get better commercials. I've never been in like a head-on collision. I've been in a couple of car accidents, right. but I've never been in a head-on collision, and I can only imagine. I mean, dude, think about that. Somewhere there's a woman like crying her eyes out over the fact that she lost her husband and her son in the same night. Right. In the same accident. Right. Awful, dude. Absolutely terrible. I never thought about father-son chicken. Yeah. Because my dad would have never done that. No, of course not, but your dad wouldn't have been up with you at 4 a.m. drinking anyway, dude. You got to remember. Yeah, he kind of sucked like that. Middle, he did. Middle, middle of Alabama. They don't got nothing else going on. Ford's better, man. No, Chevy's better, man. I was going to say, yeah, you know, Alabama football over. There's nothing to look forward right, to until right. Nick Saban takes the sideline again next year. How terrible is that? Yeah, and feel, I'm feel collision. awful for the mother. Oh, I mean, terrible. it would suck no matter what if, if if your if your son was passenger and your dad and your and your husband was riding, you know, or driving. That would be bad enough. But the fact they were in two different cars and like head on collision to each other, there, there's a different level of tragedy there. <laughs> we've Sad. we've heard time and time again that people should be open and honest with their better half. Like if you're married, you should just tell your wife everything. She should kind of tell you everything. But then there's always been this theory that it's like, well, everybody keeps a little information for themselves. And I have a story here uh, of a Russian man who found out something about his wife 
and there's no turning back. We'll give you that story next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. Rock 106.9, 845. Get hooked up with a pair of Rob Zombie tickets. He's playing July 11th at the House of Blues. We'll get you into that show. Uh, I'm looking through our Rob Zombie uh, yeah. catalog right now. Yeah. It's a little impressive. We don't have some of the very best Rob Zombie songs ever. Oh, it's weird. But we will get you hooked up with those tickets. 845 this morning. Something weird just happened to me. What, 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 what just happened to you? You and I, during the commercial break, Sansby and I are both like, dude, going to the bathroom, see you in a minute. Both of us. It was a group poop situation. We were in Separate different, bathrooms. Separate bathrooms. But so I go into it's the bathroom. Like we were hand-holding in you know, <laughs> joint stalls. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. Hold my hand. So I go into the bathroom. Oh, no. And on top of the toilet, there's a bag of chips. I go wash my hands, and I'm like, why are there chips here? And I look in the trash, and there's an empty bag of chips. Who, over the weekend, was sitting in the Rock 106.9 bathroom eating all these chips, bro? Like, what is going on? Uh, I would like for us to now to check the security tape so I can be vindicated, because I feel like this one's going to be slung around my neck, but I wasn't here at all this weekend. I, uh, somebody check the security tapes. One me. I don't. I can't eat in the bathroom like that. No. Like at home. No. Like on Sunday morning. Like once I like make my coffee, I might walk into the bathroom with my coffee and like <laughs> pee. You know what I mean? But like I won't carry anything into the bathroom to eat or drink if if well if the number two situation is going to happen. Yeah, consumption. The only time I would ever. Cons- God, I hate the FCC. I gotta say number, <laughs> number two, two. A duty. Um, the only time maybe I would ever in the bathroom is I'll take a uh, I'll take a beer in the shower with me if it's like all right, dude. dude we're getting what hammered. is th- with this th- with you young people in the shower beer? Oh, it's like, great, that's- dude. It's great. It's what's the matter with it? It's hot. The beer's cold. Didn't say anything chug, was wrong chug, with it. Chug one, chug one down. Didn't say anything was wrong with it. it I just good. I just have seen that post on Facebook for yeah. like two years. Like the best reason to have a shower beer. It all started for me in Alcoholism college. Alcoholism is the like, best. Re- it all started for me in college. Like that's where we started doing it. It was like, dude, drinking beers in the shower. It's awesome. And you know, it just kind of kept going. Um. And I just want to know why was somebody eating barbecue chips in the bathroom? Well, here's the thing: is that the bath? It's gonna be hard to like you know single this you know you know to funnel this down because you choose to use the the Candy bathroom flying solo one, yeah. And it's you know what I mean? It's men and women. Like we 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 allow both sexes to use that bathroom, which is why I won't use it. And why I won't do that. And uh, and so, like, we don't know if that's a man or a woman. It's very, very concerning to me. I was Who's uh, eating chips on the toilet? That's what I'm saying. Like, okay. Bro, if I won't do something that's eating, <laughs> like, if I have a problem with, like, an eating thing, you got deep-rooted issues. You, you, you took two bags of chips in there, too. It's not like you just took, there was one in the trash. Well, I mean, Lay says you can't eat just one. I think <laughs> they meant bags. That's the concern there. It's why, it's just, why, so, so you were, you were so hungry, you had to eat chips in the bathroom you took two in there you couldn't make it all the way through it's just very confusing that is very confusing there's pictures up at the wrqk facebook that's what yeah rock 1069 facebook there you you did that yeah of course i did of course i did i need i need i need i need the, the the public's opinion hold on let me look at this so like they were just sitting on top of like what the toilet yeah, paper like, spent like well, the dispenser. Oh my god! Just a bag of chips just hanging out right there. 
What, why are you eating and pooping at the same time? And of course, the first comment is, is it was Stansberry. No, Stansberry. it wasn't. Stansberry. I swear to God, see, this is exactly why he posted that, too, because he knows I'll never be vindicated. <laughs> it's not like we're going to, we're not going to pull. And so now everybody just thinks I'm like a disgusting, you know, slob that just eats chips on the, uh, you know, on the throne. I don't do that. I remember when he stole food from hungry kids. So yeah, of course he's eating and pooping at the same time. The guy's disgusting. It grosses me out. Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. No, nobody should, dude. Nobody. Dude, the, the First of all, scent is a big thing with eating. Right. Something smelling delicious is what makes you hungry for it. And then you've just got that smell like wafting through your leg hole while you're sitting there pooping. I mean, if you're going to eat on the toilet, just take the bag of chips, open it, and dump them in the toilet. That's all you're doing. (laughs) That's all you're doing. That is disgusting. Yeah. What is wrong with our weekenders? Who was that? Nikki Six? Kramer? Who was that? Ah, Kramer would poopy. Oh, yeah, dude. He's that a, guy's he's, disgusting. He's a poop eater for sure. You claim uh, Kramer is ball sniffer. You like, That's it, why he wears shorts all the time. So yeah. he, he wears intentionally wears cargo shorts all the time so he can scratch and sniff with greater ease. That's disgusting, dude. Disgusting. <laughs> I mean, everybody likes their own brand, but still, like, that's kind of gross. When you're making decisions in your wardrobe on a daily basis of how can, I get, yeah, how, can I get sniff, how can I sniff my balls more? Come on, dude. Come on. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, dude, ball sniffing is. He does kind of look like one of those, though, dude. Kramer does kind of have. He does have ball sniffer look on him. Oh, he's a ball sniffer for sure. He's gonna hate us forever. Yeah, dude, he he embraces who he is. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't think he's gonna yeah, mind that much. That's disgusting. All right, I, you know what? We'll probably <laughs> hold on. Just, I gotta think this through. Transition. I, uh, I no. I. <laughs> Do you think we're in trouble if, if if we if we speculate on the air as to who oh, we think the, the bathroom yeah. chip guy is? Well, I mean, because I think I know who it is. Because outside of you and I, I mean, yes. If, if we start naming off names, yes, we're gonna get popped off. Someone's gonna get pissed at us. Well, we know it's not Amy Malone because no. she's lost like 180 pounds in like two months. Like she's did, doing she this diet thing. Chips, no, no, and she's like she's doing a great job with it. Okay, so it's a, so it's not her. I think it's all right. You know, let's stay away from names. All right, I think it's the newest hire. Oh, a chip eater, a poop eater, I, I think an it, eater pooper. It, I think it might be the program director for my one hundred and one seven. I think it might be. He's not like a big dude. He doesn't seem like a binge eater. To but me. he uses that bathroom all the time. Okay, like all the time. He has There's, an office. It's like two seconds away. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Is I sit right in front of him. Like so, I after the show get a really good view into who uses that bathroom a lot. I will never use it. Like even just to pee, I won't go in there. It's like, I don't do the unisex bathroom in the workplace. I'm not a fan. Like, I, it, you know what I mean? Like, well, work, a, I'm, I'm, I'm not getting into the target bathroom issue. I'm it's, just it's saying. It's an individual bathroom. Yeah, it's not, yeah, it's no, not no, like, no. yo, everybody goes in here and pees together. No, it's not Allie McBeal. Right. But it's, it's an but, individual, like, lock the door bathroom. But if I'm going to, especially if I'm going to be sitting down and I don't sit down to pee, turds. Like, so if I'm going to be sitting down in there, I definitely won't use that out of just well, respect for the nostrils of women I work with. Like, I won't do that. Um, so I'm not a big know. fan of that bathroom, and honestly, only so many people will use it. Well, but the thing is, is we were all off yesterday, so I think this is a weekend situation. I think this is there's there's like five oh. different radio stations within the building. There's like AM ones. There's like hey sports talk. And I bet you it was one of those high school volleyball dudes who was like, dude, hey, there's free chips, man. I'm just going to go poop and eat at the same time. And I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? They, um, I mean, dude, you flush a toilet. They say, and this is why you should keep like your toothbrush in like the medicine cabinet or covered or not on the countertop because 
when you flush a toilet, molecules, they fly like eight feet. Yes, and, which is concerning. Uh, but you have poop coming out of your body. You should not be shoveling food into your mouth. There has to be. I mean, where's the hand washing go into effect there? When when you wash your hands? I mean, somewhere along the line, you're going to have to wipe. And you're going to have, you know what I mean? You're going to eat. Here's the thing. You're wiping, you're eating, you're eating. Given the fact that the people that we work with, I think they're more likely to wash their hands after barbecue chips than they are after <laughs> dumping out. There's still, you know, there's evidence of barbecue chips on the fingertips. There might not be evidence of dumping out. Very concerning, dude. Very concerning. You know, I hate you now, though, Why? because because now every, because everybody did because you posted this <laughs> and there's no disclaimer. Like we checked. It wasn't Stansberry. It's like this is you walking people down the path. Remember when he stole food from kids? Yeah, so, it's the same guy. Why? It's the same dude. Why? We didn't need... Oh, my God. Dude, I have like a serious like, like chest pain right now. Dude, what if I just keel over dead in here? Stop. Stop no. it. Dude, that like for real hurts. Um, well, now you do. Now dude, you I think get, I'm dying. Now you're getting me concerned. You're 40. Dude, you, 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 you exercise very extensively over the weekend. Maybe it's the anxiety of people finding out I eat chips on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, dude, seriously, dude, my chest hurts. I think I might die right now. Um, so, all right, we'll head to break. Yeah. Uh, I'll die, and then we'll uh, we'll talk to Scott from waiting for next year.com next on Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Around 845 this morning, we'll get you hooked up with a pair of Rob Zombie tickets. That show July 11th at the House of Blues. Now, however, we're joined normally Monday at 8, but we were off yesterday, so we'll talk to him uh, this morning at 8. Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. My man, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. No problem. I actually appreciate it. giving me a full three-day weekend. I, <laughs> I, was, I was all about it. Yeah, no, it's awesome. So let's uh, let's start with the NBA All-Star Game. and Because uh, it seems like people in the sports world are all upset about how there's no competition in the NBA All-Star Game. And that, I mean, what was it, 192 to 187 or something? I mean, it was something crazy like that. Like, where are you on this? On um, There's no defense, no competition. Is the game worth watching or no? I choose to not really get worked up about things that really don't matter. Okay. Um, and the all-star games just don't matter. And it, it's something to watch on a Sunday night if you're looking for something else to do. If you, if you don't want to watch it, don't, I mean, don't watch it. Right. It's, it, it, <laughs> take the whole week off, just like the rest of the guys do. I mean, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a bad thing. You have choices. And if, you know, sure, I guess if some defense was played, you know, I, I well, would it be better if it was one seventy five, one sixty five? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know where the, where they draw the line. And if they want these guys to play like it's game seven, um, you know, I think they're they're sorely mistaken. You know, I think I think the the game itself is fine. I think the the night before is what can be fixed by having you know better quality players in the dunk contest or or whatever. You know, instead of having to watch guys from the D League you know come up because literally no one else wants to you know, be a part, you know, those things I think are controllable. Um, you know, the all-star games, I think they're supposed to be kind of fun like this. And truthfully, when the baseball one quote unquote mattered, I think that was more, more silly than anything that we saw on Sunday night. So I, I'm fine with it. Um, you know, I like seeing the dunks and the alley-oops and the, and the fanfare and everything. And yeah, it's long and yeah, it's just kind of setting up. You can choose who they want to be the MVP by just giving him the ball every time. And, and that's fine. Um, but I, I just don't. I don't care, and I, I know that makes for terrible radio. But no. I, I just, I just rest on the side where we have way bigger things to worry about as sports fans. I would agree, but the only argument that I heard yesterday that did make a little sense to me about competition lacking in the NBA All Star Game is this: is that there's no mystery in the NBA whatsoever anymore. We know it's Golden State. We know it's the Cleveland Cavaliers. We know that. 
And so the NBA All-Star Game is the only time then where you're going to see guys in the West that are really good, that are on teams that aren't going to make it, match up with guys in the East who are really good, who either aren't going to make it or are going to make it, but they're not going to match up ever. And so the only time when you're able to see everybody kind of like square off is this game. And the argument I heard yesterday is you're kind of robbing the fans of seeing some of that. Yeah, I mean, you I guess. <laughs> no, I don't care. Um, you know, it, they, they, they all get to play each other some, time, some point throughout the season. Um, you know, and if, if you really need to see Giannis Antetokounmpo play against James Harden, watch the Bucks versus the Rockets. I mean, there, there's, I, I, I kind of get it, but I think that you're really reaching for, you know, for, a, you know, kind of something to complain about in that point. I mean, and truthfully, I think the playoffs this year, yes, we, we sort of have an idea of what the highest probability is going to be. You know, you're, it's almost guaranteed to be Spurs, Warriors in the Western Conference Finals, almost guaranteed to be, you know, either Toronto or Boston against the Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference Finals. But I think getting there, I mean, even last year, we kind of knew what the, what the finals were going to look like, but there were a lot of really, really good games, you know, between the start of the playoffs and the end of the playoffs, and whether it was the Oak City-Golden State Series, whether it was the Portland-Golden State Series, whether it was the Miami-Toronto Series that kept going back and forth and going into overtimes, you know, throughout that entire, you know, throughout that entire run. I mean, that's really, really good basketball. And, you know, this is these guys' breaks. You know, it's called the All-Star Break for a reason. And to expect these superstars, especially guys like LeBron, who are playing almost 40 minutes a night during the regular season to try to get his team to where it needs to be, to expect him to give it 100% during the All-Star break, I think is a bit crazy. Unrealistic. And I think you have to remember, too, we're in the middle of the sports doldrums right now, so when something does feel a little flat to us, it's like, oh, well, I got nothing else to bitch right. about. I'm so pissed about the All-Star game. That is true. It, we're That's the boring true. part of sports right now, where, where basketball doesn't necessarily matter yet, and nothing else is really happening right now. Um, the one exciting thing I feel like in the NBA right now is the fact that uh, we are just days away from the trade deadline. Scott, I want to know what the Cavaliers are going to do within the next 48 hours and I also want to know what your take is on the uh, on the uh, the big NBA trade of DeMarcus Cousins uh, essentially traded for like a bag of basketballs a bottle of barbecue sauce and he's heading down to New Orleans how you live your life is important dude <laughs> how, how you live your life is important how, nobody wanted him what's what's going to be happening in the NBA over the next 48 hours I'm going to take those backwards because I think the other one is kind of sets the table for the rest because it is it is legitimately the first domino in the in the in the rest of the trade sweepstakes and who's going to be available what what the, the I mean the cousins deal the Kings are a mess the the King the Sacramento Kings for for Cleveland fans who are not familiar with Western Conference basketball they are the Cleveland Browns of, of the NBA Yeesh. I mean they're you Brian can... Windhorst had a was on a podcast yesterday after the after the trade went down he said they're so dysfunctional you could talk to different members of their front office ask them the same questions and get completely different answers right? they they are so not on the same page. And then Vladi Divac comes out yesterday and says he had a better offer for Cousins two days ago and then went back to that offer and it was gone. So he had to take the one from New Orleans. Like, they legitimately didn't even get the best they could get, let alone, you know, already getting 50 cents on the dollar for the guy. So, I mean, they are uh, uh, the, the, the cream of the crop when it comes to being a mess in the NBA. But what that does is it, it does kind of start the, 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 the flow of action. And you're, you're seeing now, you know, Tyreek Evans, might get bought out. Um, you, you know, they're, they're talking about a bunch of other players who could potentially get bought out here with all of this movement. And I think that's where the Cavaliers are going to start poaching. Um, you know, they might trade if they, if they can. If they can find a deal where it makes sense and that's going to add to their rotation, 
and not just the you know 12th through 15th guy in the on their roster. I think they're going to do it, but I also think their better bet is once these guys start getting bought out, as teams start to run to the salary floor, you know, in hopes of just cutting their losses and in preparing for the draft. That's where you're going to see. I think Cleveland really start to to make their moves, and it might so it might be a anticlimactic trade deadline for the Cavaliers. Um, but I, I do think there's going to be a lot of options to add to this team before I believe the March first deadline of having players on your roster before you know so they're eligible for the playoffs. You know that's where I think the you know the big movement can be, and and I think when when players get bought out, you know they're pretty much free agents and they can choose their destination. Right. And and a team like Cleveland is is prime for guys like that who just want to play alongside LeBron James and have a place to potentially get a ring. We're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com, talking about guys who want to play next to LeBron and get a ring. I'm reading from Cleveland.com here that the Cavs are trying to use a trade exception, uh, exploring a chance of getting Carmelo Anthony. Now, I've been anti this mellow trade for a while because it seems to me like naysayers on the Cavaliers right now, their big problem is defense, and I don't think Carmelo helps you on the defensive end of the floor at all hasn't played defense since like the eighth grade and this kind of feels like to me like either LeBron doesn't want to do it or if he does he just kind of wants to help one of his buddies get a ring so people can stop talking about like you know Melo being a professional bust there um is there any chance Melo ends up a Cavalier it would have to be a deal much like Sacramento just took for for Cousins and it would have to it would be completely and two things would have to happen New York would have to be incredibly desperate um, because the, the, so the, the trick is here, much like the uh, Jonathan Lacroix issue this past summer, is you know the, he's only he has a no trade clause essentially that he has to waive, right? And he's only going to waive that if he's going to a team he wants to go to, which and he's only going to there's only a, a handful of teams which Carmelo Anthony would want to play for. You know he wants a big city, but you'd have to expect that he would consider playing for a championship with his one of his best friends to that point it really slices the 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 market for a potential trade landing spot and by all indications the the knicks are desperate to try and get him out of there so if if it comes down to the fact that they're willing to take 30 cents on the dollar and just get a bunch of draft picks and maybe some money um then i think the cavaliers are uh, a player in that space but until that becomes evident they, they don't want to trade Kevin Love. Nope. They're, they're not going to trade Tristan. They're not going to trade Kyrie. They're not going to trade LeBron. You know, you, you, are you going to send Jr. and Shump back to New York? I Ugh. think that would be a kick in the swift kick in the beans. But I don't want that. It's, it's one of those <clears throat> deals where then you really make your roster thin. You, you take away two of your best perimeter defenders. You know, so there's, there's a lot of moving pieces there. So unless they can figure out a way to maybe, you know, acquire pieces and then, and then quickly move them, I don't know what the CBA allows in terms of doing that. But they're 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 still in it, you know. They're still on the dance floor, but they're they're slowly running out of chairs here in terms of, you know, what what can be done. So I I, I think I'd give it maybe a you know a five to ten percent, but even even that, you know, I think is is fleeting as the days go by. Yeah, I don't I, honestly I can't think of a single Cavalier I'd want to send back to New York to to pick up Anthony. I think thinning out the bench for another guy that wants to shoot an eighteen foot jumper and never wants to pass the ball is a terrible idea. That's just me. I'm a little anti mellow. Um, not anti, I just don't think he's the right fit for us. I think he'd, he can make a lot of teams in the league better. Honestly, he could probably make most teams in the league better. He's not going to make us that much better, I don't think. That's just, that's just me. I want to switch to football here. 
And well, can we could talk about that really quick, though. Sure. The the only reason I think you, the Cavs would you would want to do something here to the Cavaliers is to keep them from going to Toronto or Boston. Okay, yes, because, because I there but because go. I do think you you have to play a little defense there if it comes down to it. But I do agree he doesn't necessarily make you better, but he could make some other teams better that you would have to beat yeah. in the NBA playoffs. He would make Boston much tougher. I I would agree with that. He would make the Celtics much tougher. So Mary Kay Cabot is uh is talking about this possible uh, Jimmy Garoppolo landing in Cleveland. Now, it turns out she says here what she thinks is that it will take our 12. We have the 12th pick in the draft, uh, you know, along with the, the first. She claims it's going to take the 12th pick to get him. Now, I would do that tomorrow. I, I would trade the 12th the pick for Jimmy Garoppolo tomorrow. But I don't think that that's what Bill Belichick is going to want to do because a 12th pick is going to be expensive and unproven. And that's, he doesn't like that. I think what he's going to want to do is raid your closet, and he's going to say, I'll take your threes and fours for the next two years. I think that's what he's going to want to do. What chances, like ballpark it for me, do you see Jimmy Garoppolo landing in Cleveland? So I am probably, if not the biggest, one of the biggest supporters of the Browns acquiring Garoppolo over at the site. We've been doing a lot of roundtables. I love the idea. You know, kind of, kind of picking... You know, picking the brains of different guys. I am, I am much higher on him than I am any of the draft prospects coming out. That doesn't mean that the draft prospects might not be better. That just means if you're looking for a lower floor and a don't mess this up environment, um, and and a guy who has actual NFL experience. I know everyone wants to say he's only played two NFL games. That's two more NFL games than anybody coming out in this draft. And and I think he, you know, yes, you're going to have to pay him right out of the gate because he's a free agent. But you're going to have to do the same with a guy like Tyrod Taylor. You're going. There's a lot of these other, you know, machinations, and you're going to have to. Why you draft Tyron the guy Taylor? at the 12th pick? You know, you're going to have to pay a lot of money for that. Like you said, it's not a cheap, a cheap prospect to 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 use. I am fine with if they think Jimmy Garoppolo is their quarterback of the future. You give them whatever they want. There's no you, you, right. you, you, you do not. Be cheap, you know, because all oh, you know. You, well, I'm not, not going to give you that extra fourth. No, you're going to give him two extra fourths right. if you think it's that guy. And and I I, I don't know if it's going to cost the twelve. I'm fine like you giving the twelve. I know a lot of fans are not. Give it up. Um, Who cares? But but We're yeah, I, I agree. Anyway. You go you go into you go into this into this off. If you go into this next spring with with the, the quarterback of your future, the the best player in the draft already. You know, if you're assuming they take Miles Garrett or whomever they think is the best guy, your team is markedly better. You got and, Coleman coming and, back and, to catch and, the ball. And fans are going to get excited, and you're going to have a, a bit of a rejuvenation there. But, you know, I don't know. I think it's I think it's silly to use that 12th pick on a rookie QB, necessarily. I think if they can get, like, a Jamal Adams or a, a hard-nosed defender there and really beef up that defense for Greg Williams, I'm fine with that. And they and if they want to use the second, thirds, and fourths or whomever for Jimmy Garoppolo, all the better. But I am fine doing whatever they need to do to answer that quarterback question because they cannot go into this preseason without having that addressed. There is no price too high for a franchise quarterback in the NFL. They're the only thing you really need. Like so, no matter what the price is, if you feel like you got the guy, then do it. Right. Right. Well, that's all the whole thing with people. They they don't want to use the first on a quarterback, but they'll use the twelfth on a quarterback. Well, if he's worth the twelfth, if he's not worth the first pick, it's, it's he's not worth the twelfth pick. You know, it's it just a, you're getting too cute at that point. I agree. And and you're not you're not you don't have the luxury to just throw things at the wall like a lot of these other teams do. You 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 have to hit on these guys and and trying to get too cute and outsmart yourself is how you you end up 
you know, an unemployed front office because we've seen that all too many times. Yes, we trade have. down scenarios and trying to acquire picks and, and go down seven spots, move back up one and the whole thing. And it will look where that's gotten us. And I know that, that that's me, you know, complaining about sins of the past and, and kind of extrapolating them onto this front office. But in the same regard, you know, they, they need to get it right. And I do believe the floor is much higher with, with a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, silly to think that uh, if you get a serviceable quarterback at number 12, I don't know what anyone would complain about. But, it, dude, it's Brown's Twitter. It's, it's They're going to find something to complain about. Yep. Um, uh, Scott, uh, to switch gears here real quick, um, and, and the spring weather obviously is upon us in the middle of February for some reason. Global, <laughs> global warming, what up? Uh, baseball is getting underway. I know pitchers, catchers, and everybody's reporting out in, uh, in Arizona right now. Uh, the thing that has me a little bit concerned about the tribe right now is the very – uncertain uh, language they're using to describe Michael Brantley's injury, mm-hmm. his, his return, yep. the timetable for that. Realistically, do you view Michael Brantley as a player opening day? No. Um, and truthfully, I think if I'm an Indians fan, I am preparing myself to not see him at all. Mm-hmm. And then anything you get out of him, mm-hmm. consider it a bonus. Because I think we went into last season hoping he'd be back by opening day. And, and, and the, the way it rolled out did not exactly go according to plan. So I think if they, if they need till All-Star break, if they need to, you know, till the, the September deadline for, 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 for playoff rosters, I think you take it. Um, and I, you know, I'm, and I'm encouraged by the videos that they're showing of him in, in the batter's box. And, and that's, you know, even though he's not taking swings, I'm encouraged by a lot of the stuff he's been doing. He's been playing catch. He's been doing a lot of kind of low impact stuff, which is great. Um, but, you know, there was no situation, I think, more mishandled last season, um, especially in Cleveland, than, than the Michael Brantley injury situation. And I think hopefully they learn from their mistakes. Um, but we've seen what happens to shoulder injuries. You know, Travis Hafner had a shoulder injury, came back, was not the same kind of guy. I mean, we, we, there's, there's history in Cleveland, there's history throughout the league. And hopefully, you know, he comes back at, you know, 80 to 90% of what he was. I, 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 I think the Michael Brantley of old is, you know, I'd be shocked if he came back at 100. I'd be I'd, I'd be very happy as an Indians fan sure. that he, if he came back at 100, but I think we need to start tempering our expectations a bit in terms of not only when we're going to see him, but the kind of player he's going to be when he comes back. There's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We appreciate you uh, moving your schedule around, joining us on Tuesday. Normally, that's Mondays at 8. We talked to him. Scott, thanks you uh, so much, buddy. We'll talk to you next Monday. Sounds good. Be good. Have see a great you. week, man. All right. Uh, so, Fantone, you have worked in about, what, about 300 restaurants? A lot of them. A lot of them. And you're always talking about how clean food is a myth and that you shouldn't even depend on it anymore. But I have, a, I have an interesting story from Reddit about servers talking about some of the things they see and they observe of us while we're eating. And uh, since you've been a server only 10,000 times in your life, I'm interested to get uh, your opinion on this. We'll do that next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We have some Rob Zombie tickets to give you. We'll do that around 845 this morning. Actually, shh, going to play you a little Rob Zombie, too. I don't know why we don't do that. Yeah. As a rock station, I'm not quite sure why we don't do that, but... You're going to hear a little Rob Zombie next, and then we'll pass out some tickets. That show, July 11th at the House of Blues. We'll get you in. Stansbury, going rogue. Going rogue. Going rogue. Breaking the format by, well, not breaking the format there, is what that's called. Yeah, but then we're going to play Rob Zombie. I hate the fact that I have to, like, tiptoe around that and dance around. Hey, you know one of the one of the best artists in the format last 25 years? It's weird. But we will do that. And also uh, hook you up with those tickets. And then New Tour Tuesday will happen at 9 o'clock. New Chance the Rapper. 
new Dustin Lynch, new Incubus, and then here locally out of Canton is White Buffalo Woman. Their song Domino. We'll get into that as well. We'll do that here at 9 o'clock. And inside uh, New Tour Tuesday, then, we'll also have a four-pack of tickets, I believe it is, for the Canton Charge game on the 26th, which if I have my uh, my information right, that's Sunday. And Phantom will be your in-arena host for that. Indeed I will. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh, there. I'll be there. We'll pass those out around 9.30. All right, you've worked in a million restaurants. Yeah. Like a, a lot, million. A like lot. a lot. And we've talked about plenty of times about how you feel like, you know, clean food is like a myth. It's just let it go. It's never going to happen. And I've worked in corporate restaurants. I've worked mom in and mom and pop restaurants. I've worked in fine dining. I've worked at Greasy Spoons. I have worked across fast food. I mean, I've just worked in every kind of restaurant you can conceive of. And at the end of the day, not every meal is going to be gross. But inevitably, if you eat out, you're going to eat Enough something times, that you... Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, that's disgusting, and I it's hate true. hearing about it but, it, but it is true. It's true. It is one of those things. But Reddit is one of these uh, like websites where people go to like you know pass information around, kind of talk to one another, and they do these uh, you know ask any you know ask anything type uh, right. you know segments. All right. And so they caught up with servers, and they were talking about things that they've seen on first dates. Because okay, first dates okay. are really big in restaurants. Now, I will tell you, I think that that's becoming less and less the norm now. Like when I ask women out and I say, well, you know, where do you want to have dinner? Their whole thing is like, well, dinner seems for, for people these days to be too much of a commitment. Um, they kind of like the first one of these meetings to be, uh, you know, like drinks or coffee or those types of things. Which makes sense to me. I understand like that. Oh, dinner can be two hours. Right. I, that first date out. And there's a lot of exit points when you have drinks with somebody. You can chug that first beer and be like, God, this is awful. I'm out of here. Right. Or drinks can turn into three hours of you talking at the bar together. You can always order the food. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, if you're having right. drinks, then you decide, you know, this is going well. You Ask know what? Let's get some meat. And the next thing you know, you're at dinner. Okay. All right? So, like, waiters are describing some of the things that they've seen on first dates. And we kind of okay. do this a lot where we kind of tell, you know, mostly men, because we're men, you know, things that they're doing wrong while, you know, either asking a woman out or while you're on the date. Or, you know, I always tell you, dude, most men do not have self-awareness. No, they don't. They just don't. They're just doing dumb things and ruining their chances with women without even realizing they're doing it. So I have a couple of stories here, and uh, if you could start, you know, thinking back. I know your memory's not the greatest. Okay. Start looking back on on your time as a server and try to find me like maybe one of the you could tell people were on a date and maybe maybe a terrible story there. I have this one here where a guy says an attractive young woman and an average looking man were sitting around having dinner together. Server says it was going pretty well until it comes time for the entrees. This guy orders an f ton of ribs. And refuses the girl her original order of a house sirloin. The woman stops talking completely while the man uh, talks about some crazy party he went to. He then guzzles a few strawberry quencher iced teas. Says, see you Friday, bitch. And leaves her with the... <laughs> and then leaves her with the bill. Jeez. Now, I don't understand why you would have an issue with what the woman was going to order if you were just going to make her pay for the food. Because you're that much of a dick. You know what I mean? Like, there is a little bit of that where it's like, no, bitch, if you're coming out with me, I'm going to be a dick to you. And, and, and you're not eating that. You're not eating this. And, and, and then you're leaving her with the bill. Dying and dashing on her. Dude, jeez, man. She said here that the guy seemed very nice on Tinder. But was uh, she said she automatically felt uncomfortable as soon as the date started. Some people like to get treated like crap. And like, I don't know if this that is, is that true. situation. But that like, is true. To me, if you're sitting there with a dude that's way. Email me, stansbury, <laughs> If you're sitting there with a dude who's way 
under uh, you're, you're way out of his league and you're letting him tell you what to order. That sounds like somebody who wanted to be treated like crap. To me. Another server here says I was serving a, a you know a, 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 a first date situation a few months ago. Every right. time I walked by, it was the man that was talking and she would just be sitting there not having a good time. Yeah. At the end, I asked if it was one bill or separate, and she immediately piped up and said separate. I go to take his payment, and I see the guy take his phone out and start uh, swiping through Tinder Jeez. while still on the date. Yikes. Um, I, You know, I, I think a lot of dudes feel like, all right, I have to have stuff to say during this date. And that's understandable because you want to have control of that conversation. You want to be able to make sure that it's fun and lighthearted, but stop a talking so much. Right. Shut up. Like, there comes to be a point where everyone's like, oh, I don't want that awkward silence. It's not always going to be awkward. Sometimes it's okay to shut up. Like, sometimes it's all right. The more rope you give yourself, the faster you're going to hang yourself. It would be my my would be my advice there. You have to talk. Don't be like right. don't 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 shut down. But there is a fine line. And and right now you're going. Well, what's the line? I don't know what the line is. That changes in every conversation. Uh, right. It's, be aware of your surroundings. And I, I think a really good way to keep an eye on that line and to make sure that you don't step over in any circumstance is try to ask a lot of questions. Like, okay, hey, I just gave you my opinion on something. We're talking about this. What do you think? And then you can let them talk and listen to what they have to say and shut up for a little bit and 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 yeah it's, it's okay to be quiet yeah i i think well here's the other thing if you ask somebody out we all know sex is what you want right but a relationship may blossom on the other side of this and the only way that that's going to happen is if you get to know so you don't know whether or not you want to date somebody until you get to know them a little bit you can look at somebody's physical appearance and be like oh my god do i want to have sex with that person but that's completely different than we're going to have a relationship and i think I always end up like just asking more questions, more questions, questions more is, questions. Questions is the answer. Now, most of the time, it's because if I'm having dinner with somebody, they probably know more about me than I know about them. It's just, you know what I mean? I live my life very publicly that way. And it, it, whether you whether or not you listen to the show or not, you've heard somebody who does or you kind of know or by now your brother's like, I can't believe you're going to go out with that idiot. And they've told you a million things about me. Like that happens to me all the time. Have you dealt? I mean, you've obviously dealt with this, right? I, I don't know if it was a first. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely seen people on first dates and like that awkward, like, "Hey, are you Paul? Yeah, you must be Erica." And I've seen that, and that sucks. It's just like Ugh. it's always awkward. Yeah, but uh, the thing, and I don't know if it was a first date, but obviously, I think it was pretty early on in this couple's relationship. The only thing I can think of where I'm like, okay, that's kind of compar- comparable, is. I was I was waiting on this table and you could tell this couple just wasn't into each other and there was just a lot of like back and forth with them and he went up and went to the bathroom and she gave me her number while he was in the bathroom and that was kind of like wow. oh so she dropped her number on me and I don't even I don't even think that ended up translating into anything that just felt like hey I started texting you and she's like oh my boyfriend's such a dick don't you think and I'm like I don't care about your boyfriend. <laughs> like, right. what, is, what does this have to do with me? Uh, but that's uh, as close as I can get to that story. I have now I'm a bartender versus server, but I have seen dudes right. mistreat chicks while coming to the bar. Whether now it's not normally a first date, dude. I, the amount of times I see guys come to a concert and like drag their girlfriend to it and then like walk in and just leave that chick at the bar, I, I, the amount of times I see that is insane. 
And it, like, and honestly, I ended up meeting a girl that way. Like her boyfriend brought her to some show, left her at the bar, and all she did was sit at the bar for two hours and complain to me about how an idiot he was. And I was like, "There's an opportunity now, here, so you, let me let me capitalize." And I totally did. Especially like a show, like you both should be strong enough, independent enough people, where it's like, "Hey, babe, I'm gonna go watch this band for a minute. You hang out over here by the bar." But if you're just dropping her and saying, "Peace, bitch," yeah, I mean, you're gonna run. Into she a sat at that bar for an hour and a half, and he never came over to check on her not once. You could tell she was like dragged to something she didn't really didn't want to go see that band. Now, I will say a little bit on her too where it's like you know what suck it up it's one night out if your boyfriend wants to go see a band right. then go you know go hold right. you know go stand next to him and watch a band he likes right. now i uh, i have one more story here apparently this guy was bartending in new york he watched this couple that he met on tinder they were sitting at the bar having their first date and the girl kept telling the guy how lucky he was that she even agreed to meet him at all she didn't think he would be this boring and then proceeded to order six long island iced teas and several shots he just had the two beers and then she made him pay for everything uh, he excused himself to go to the bathroom and left through the fire escape. Jeez. Jeez. Dude, if a woman, I, I'll be honest with you, if a woman ordered six Long Island iced teas while on a date with me. What are you, alcoholic? Like, hey, get away yes. from me. Like, the answer is yes. Islands? Do you have any idea how much liquor is in a Long Island? I mean, they're called Strong Islands for a reason. Like, there's a reason. Like, dude, yeah, that chick has a major drinking problem, and that would be a nightmare. The amount of times I've seen a girl drink too much on a date because she was a little nervous. I mean, I've seen that happen to me. That's happened to me a thousand times. You know what I mean? And then again, like I'm normally ordering drinks, and if you try to keep up with me, yeah, you're probably going to be a little tipsy by the end of that night. That's, I mean, it would be weird being a, like a server and like have to like, well, here's the bill in the middle, of, like this like awkward and you know exchange between two people. Oh god, that would be really, really uncomfortable. We do have some Rob Zombie tickets. That shows July 11th at the House of Blues. You'll have them next on Rock 106. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Just heard a little Rob Zombie there. We actually had to look that up while we were listening to it. That was 1998. Jesus. It's a while ago. I'm getting old, man. But we were like, man, this, this song's been out forever. Like when? And honestly, I thought it was a little later than that. And we looked it up. No, 1998. Rob Zombie going to be at the House of Blues July 11th. We have a pair of tickets. And that's why we decided to play a little Rob Zombie there. In celebration of that. Wouldn't be an episode of the Stansbury Show without the Florida Files fan tone. So let's head down to uh, Bonita Springs, Florida. And you start heading down there. Fishing is like a big thing in Florida, obviously. You know what I mean? You got the ocean there and all that. Of course. And a bait shop now is like in the crosshairs of some people down there over, you know, their sign. I always talk about this. It's like there two it things is. that we get to talk about there now. It's it like, is. This owner put this on his sign and people get all mad about it. And this cannot be the first time we've ever seen a bait shop do this. And I feel like most of you know where I'm headed right now, where the name of the bait shop is Master Bait and Tackle. Okay. All right. And in the back of the shirt says, we are stiff competition. Okay. And uh, the owner obviously says here, this not a mistake. We did this on purpose. We know what we're doing. Yeah, of course. And uh, the 71 year old. He said, uh, when he was a kid, they had a, there was another bait shop that had a ad open for a baiter. And it said, you must be a master baiter. And he always thought that was funny. And so now that he owns his own bait shop, he's decided to kind of do this. Sure. And I don't have an issue here. I, I, I don't know why people would really have 
a, an issue here? I mean, it's obviously spelled differently. And isn't sex kind of one of these things that we've always kind of done in advertisement and these kinds of things, the double yeah, entendre I mean, and all this? And of, of all places, Florida? It's not graphic. It's not lewd. It's not anything like that. Would you be okay if you just had a sign that said masturbators? Like not in the in the pun. It just said masturbators and I had that outside of my business. I wouldn't, but I could understand maybe why a parent would. And I guess that's what it boils down to is like, you're not breaking the law. You're not doing anything. You're not like if, if it said F you or something like that, then you've got an argument. But I mean, to put master baiters or even masturbators, I don't I don't know where the gripe comes in here where like it's an adult product. I mean, it's not like it's being marketed to kids. It's not like it's being like, you know, hey, kids, come on over to masturbators. You know what I mean? Right. So like it's an adult. I, I I don't see where the gripe is. I don't really have an issue with it. I, and, you know, there's another shirt here that, you know, he sells inside the store and people are really upset about this. It says unattended children will be sold as bait. Master, ta- uh, you know, master bait and tackle there. And, I, you know, I don't. Uh, you start throwing kids and masturbate in the same sentence to me where I'm like, yeah, maybe I wouldn't have made that shirt. But uh, I don't know if I make the shirt. Yeah, that's I didn't think about yeah, that. Yeah, kids kids and masturbate in the same sentence there. No thanks. But I mean but Yeah, I don't know if I'd wear that. But I mean I don't know like like those big Johnson t shirts were all the yeah. rage like back in the day, yeah. but I don't think they ever brought like children into it. Yeah, and I mean obviously there's plenty of shirts out there that are far more grotesque and graphic than that. So it's it's America. Like you can say what you want right. to say. Right. I think you know, people are just this to me does kind of feel like let's look for controversy where there really isn't one. And, or let's look for out, fake outrage as the yes. people and say, hey, people are outraged. People are outraged. Yeah, he says people have been calling the store, though, and complaining. And people are, you know, writing on their Facebook page and, yeah. you know, complaining. And so, like, there is some outrage here. But, I mean, isn't that, I mean, yeah, you can call and complain and say, hey, I don't approve your right. sign. And I, I, you're welcome to America. Right. I don't like your sign. I mean, I, I, right. I mean, people have the right to say that they don't like a sign. I just was really shocked about where it was. You get Florida, you're a right. little end of the earth there. People are on vacation. Normally, you're a little bit more lackadaisical with what bothers you. And at the very least, you're used to this. This isn't like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? This isn't fair. like a new thing. This isn't like a, oh my God, he wore a big Johnson shirt. Holy God, oh my God, his, his hat said Gamecocks on it. Oh, it's a Cox. <laughs> it's like, dude, relax, people. We've been here. We've crossed this road. Right. This we're, we're, we're probably all right. going to be fine. I, I would imagine we're probably all going to be fine. We do have those Rob Zombie tickets July 11th, House yeah. of Blues. Let's take caller 25 on those, 1-800-243-7625, and then we'll start New Turd Tuesday next. Hang on. Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. About to start New Turd Tuesday now. For those of you a little newer to the program, here's how it works. We pick a couple of songs, play them, then vote on them. And uh, we bar no form, uh, no format here. Kind of like all things here. Uh, shows mass appeal. I understand a lot of people who listen to the program actually don't like the, the music this radio station plays. We appreciate you suffering through it sometimes. Not that the music's bad, just some of you aren't rock fans. I, I, you know, I get it. And so we kind of try to make sure we incorporate everybody into the program. And Chance the Rapper is one of these guys who's kind of like blown up over like the last like what 18 months really is kind of yeah. yeah, it's about really when that happened. Um, for those of you who are unaware of him, you may know him from the Kit Kat commercials. He's the guy that's always dressed up like Super Mario Brothers for some reason. And uh, I don't know what the link is to his music and that, but he's always got the Mario hat on. And uh, he's in the Kit Kat commercial. And he has really changed the game in the sense that he's not signed to a label, doesn't want to sign to a label. 
um, releases his music for free quite a bit, I, from what I understand. I don't think, does it, like, does he have an album for sale? Like, can you buy his stuff on iTunes? As far as I know, you cannot. It's all available for free. I mean, I guess he could if you wanted to, but I don't think that's his his plan is not to uh, be like, oh, dude, I got to go platinum. I got to sell a million records. It's uh, one of his songs. It's like, you know, I don't rap for free. I rap for freedom. And uh, there's 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 certainly a little bit of pretentiousness in it, but there's also equity. And we talked about it earlier in the show where when you present yourself as, hey, I care about my audience, people are loyal to that. People love that. People want to be a part of that to have an artist that, you know, is uh, I, I feel like he, he cares about me, not just I care about him. And there is. I mean, country music's great at that. Yeah, they are really good at playing on their fans like that. And also, we were talking about earlier this morning about Eric Church cracking down on like twenty five thousand, yep. you know, tickets that, that were scalped, and he's like nullifying those and then going to re release, you know, tickets. And of course, people will like love that about him. And you know, maybe you lose a little bit in the short run of like, all right, well, hey, whether it's ticket sales or prices or whatever. But in the long, in the big picture of that, you gained so much loyalty from your fans; it's worth it. Well, it's like Kid Rock. I talked about this. You know, last year he came through and he played Blossom. He did a twenty dollar ticket, and everybody. He gave him all the credit in the world and behind the scenes what he did which is really really smart is he was like well tickets are only so much money give me a piece of the beer i want a piece of the bar and i can tell you working a concert venue anytime a band works it in their rider that they're getting a piece of the bar the bar itself hates that because now you got to watch you got to watch everything you pour because you're already losing money on you know on the bar itself uh and if you're an artist it's really really especially if you're a kid rock you know your fans are going to oh, yeah. drink let's just let's give them the perceived like cheaper ticket and then you'll take you're going to still get your money they just don't know you're getting it and it's all it's really really smart so chance the rapper kind of uh, you know in a similar vein there kind of doing you know same t- uh, type stuff there and his new song is called All Night. Do I have that right? Yeah, indeed you do. Chance the Rapper here all night on New Tour Tuesday. You like this guy, right? Like I you're, do. You're in the Chance camp? I am. I have been for a while now. He's uh, just a very good alternative rapper, not a, a, you know, I mean, obviously the stereotype of bitches and hoes in the club, rappers, is it? It's not gangster rap, as it, people well, know, c- refer to it. Certainly not. You know, it's, it's alternative rap. This is more like Kid Cudi type stuff. A little bit, yeah. All right, I can get down with that. I like Cuddy a lot. Come on, big fella, you drunk, big fella. Two cents and now you want to trip, big fella. You not a drinker. I can see it all in your leg, big fella. You wobbly, big fella. You fit a fall. Sit down, you drunk, big fella. All night at the chicken, all night. Everybody outside wanna pull up outside all night though. Everybody high five, everybody wanna smile, everybody wanna lie, that's nice though. Oh now you wanna chill, oh now you wanna build, oh now you got the build, that's cool though. Oh now you got the gas, oh now you wanna laugh, oh now you need a cab, that's true though. All you do is talk, I ain't got say. Can't no one get in my car, I don't even ballet. Long discussion. You know what part of his appeal, I think, to people is? What is that? And this is what Steph Curry has in basketball right now. You watch it and think you could do it. Like, Steph's little. You know what I mean? It's all about the jump shot. It's not about imposing his physical will on you the way a lot of other NBA... Like, LeBron. Like, you don't look at LeBron and think, I could do that. Right. Where you look at Steph and go, okay, well, I could shoot a jumper. Right. And I think Chance kind of has that going on with the rap thing a little bit, where he, he it's just... I don't want to call it basic, because it's good. But it does kind of feel like... 
Oh, I think I could do what he's doing right there. It's effortless for sure. It there looks, you go. It looks effortless. There um, you go. That's the right word. Much like this, like people say right. to me all the time, I could do your job. Just I could talk. totally do your job. Yeah, all you got to do is just sit there and talk, right? right? And there's something about Chance is pretty good at it, and that's what makes it seem simple. Much like Steph, as much as I hate to admit it, shoots a damn good jumper. Much like Sansbury, look good at it. Just look sounds like he's it. just flying by the seat of his pants. That's it. Um, this song just doesn't sound like a single to me. Like it's it sounds like a like a, yeah, but he's the anti-single guy, right? Uh, yeah, but at the same time, when you push singles, like you think you'd be like, all right, and he's had hits. I mean, that No Problem song that was a pretty damn big hit, like with Two Chains and Lil Wayne on it. It was a pretty big hit. So it's not I don't like know he's. If I know it. Yeah, 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 I think you would. I probably would. Right. iHeartRadio. Yeah, I've heard that. And I, I mean, he has That hits, was good. And it that was song a, was good. It was good. a great song. I just don't understand. This feels a little bit like, yeah, this is a, this is track number 11 on the mixtape. Okay. I don't know why this I is. can see that. All you do is talk. I ain't got say. Can't no one get in my car. I don't even ballet. song's under two and a half, too. Oh, you my cousin. No, you wasn't. Oh, you're right. This is like interlude yeah, on the album. Yeah. Right. I don't know why you're pushing this as the first, like, yo, dude, you guys got to play this Chance the Rapper. You're right about that. I kind of want to hear the Action Bronson and Chance the Rapper song Baby Blue. I kind of want to hear that. I like Action. You just want to spill fries on the This is Chance the Rapper all night. Last girl, she a lie on the seat. She a fart on the seat. Now she jogging the street. He just said she's going to fart on the seat? Yeah, last chick, she said she can fart on the seat. Now she's walking in the street. Yeah, that's exactly what would happen. Don't fart in your man's car there. No. I don't trust no one. Faking like a fan. Asking for a pick. You should use your phone, call a Uber, you a goofy if you think I don't know you need a lift. Is you, is or is you ain't got gas money. No, I owe Dude, you here's the thing. Call. Like, if I was to hear this as the first offering from Chance the Rapper, it's, I would not walk away thinking that guy turned labels down. I would walk away thinking, okay, dude, yeah, a label didn't want you. <laughs> like, that's, and now, it should be pointed out, labels are, honestly, they're chasing the hell out of this dude right now. Like, they are chasing him, He like, and he's saying no. Little Jamie Johnson there. Yeah, I'm with you. This is like yeah, in between. Yeah, in between two good songs on an album. Like this feels like what you would play after like the big banger. Like, all right, now you play the all night song that's for two minutes, and then you go into like a feeling song after right. that. And like, here's a little uh, you know a little social movement song about how bad Chicago is. Right, 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 right. Because right. that's kind of what he does. And I mean, and there you go. That would have been a perfect transition right there. But as a single, I don't, I don't, I don't know about that. Well, let's vote officially on Chance the Rapper's All Night. I'm going to vote. Eh, it's half a turn. And I'm a little disappointed. I didn't hate the song or anything like that, but it was a little underwhelming to be presented as like a single of like, and the thing is too, is I wanted to be proud of Chance the Rapper. I wanted to be like, yo, Stansberry Show audience, 20 million, check this guy out. He's awesome because he really is. But that song was just kind of meh. 
He's unique. I mean, he he's always wearing like oh, like overalls and like he dresses weird. You can tell he's a little bit of a nerd. He's he's a little different. And I'm with you. I I think normally I like him more than I don't. Um, but I got to vote half a turn on that as well. Eh, it's half a turn. It's not like I wanted it to shut off. Like, oh my god, this is so bad. But it's I'm not gonna reach back and go listen to that later today. Right? Like, dude won all these Grammys last week, and it's like, oh, chance the rapper, chance the rapper, chance the rapper. Right. And then it's like, yeah. This is what yeah. we get, right? Exactly. I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally in sync with you on that. We do have new Dustin Lynch, small town boy, and you'll hear it next on Rock 106.9. Turd or not, new Turd Tuesday. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, Rock 106.9. If you're carrying around some high credit card debt, let's, uh, let's change that for you. Let's get that paid down. Here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna point you to CSE Federal Credit Union. That's the bank I use. You're gonna log on to CSEFCU.com. You'll see there that they're offering you a balance transfer deal right now up until about April 30th. You're going to take your credit card debt, move it over to a CSE Visa card, APR going to be lower, you pay it off faster, credit gets turned around, you get out of debt, all things positive there. Check out more info, CSEFCU.com, or stop by one of the four conveniently located uh, locations for you. I'm a big fan of the one on Market right outside of downtown because it's close to where I live, but you can find all the locations, CSEFCU.com. We are in the middle of New Tour Tuesday. Already played you the new Chance, uh, the rapper. The song was called All Night. Uh, Fantone and I both voted half a turn on that one. Normally fans of the guy, but uh, that wasn't that did not really strike the iron all that well, if you were to ask me. Uh, moving forward, we have new Dustin Lynch. This is Small Town Boy. He's had a couple of hits recently. Let's see if he can do it again. Was he one of those dudes at the Civic Center that you went and saw? He was not. Oh. He whoops, was not. Uh, he was not. Whoops. But I would go see Dustin Lynch. I'm a dirt road in the headlights. Well, I'm glad we got I'm the dirt road taken care of. I'm a fist fight. Kind of county light. Kind of cold beer. Little hat down. How come in country music, county lines are such a big deal? And like Southern culture, like it's not so much the city that you're proud of, but it's always like the county lines cross crossing the county lines. I don't, I don't get that. I don't know what that means. What's that? About? I just think it's because that's how they live. You know what I mean? Is that um, because I'll be honest? When I lived in Oregon, it was very much that way. Like they always talked about, well, do you just gotta stay in Josephine County? You get outside Josephine County, things get weird, man. And it was like, dude, there's plenty of stuff weird in Josephine County. It just, it, it's just strange to me that like, it's not like when I cross over from start to summit, I'm like, there it is. Ah, uh, bro, let's not pretend we don't exhale when we get out of T County back into Star County. Let's not admit that we're not like, I made it. I, I just feel it's more like, hey, I'm going over into Maslin, that's the issue, or I'm going into Jackson, that's the issue, much more than like the county. The I county think- does. I think it's because we weren't raised in wide open spaces. Right. You know right. what I mean? I really do. Maybe it's because I'm not a small town boy. I think maybe. There it is. Kind of cold beer, little hat down, little John Deere. I kind of give a damn, I kind of don't care. You see the girl standing right there. She loves a small town boy like me. She's my bad-a-dad. I'm sorry. Did he say she's my ride or die, baby? She's my ride or die. Did, did that? Did that happen? And I really thought, honestly, when Dirks Bentley, back in like drunk on a plane, yeah. referenced the G6, I yeah. was like, okay, guys, that's officially too much crossover. Like when the country dude's talking about the private plane and the G6s and he's getting into the rapper territory, that's a little too much crossover. But ride or die, like that's really, really hip hop culture based. 
standing right there. She loves a small town boy like me. She's my ride or die, baby. She's my cool, she's my crazy. She's ride my or die. I wouldn't have picked up on that, but dude, that is, man. You want to point it like, oh, these rappers and bitches in the clubs. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I think if most people, I think if most people, Dustin Lynch fans, and I know people listening to us will know, but like you take Middle America, I don't know if they found out what Ride or Die really stands um, for. I think it's just more at this point. I mean, just, that's talking about a chick who will go murder somebody for you. It's just such. It's so, that's what that means. It's so watered down at this point. It's so like ah, we hear it. Yeah, my daughter's Maybe. been listening to that music for so long Maybe. that like. And let's be real too. I definitely think there's still a little bit of you know. I don't, I'm not trying to make it sound like oh, dude, racism. It's all taken care of. Um, but I, I don't think rap music is nearly as intimidating as it used to be, and rap culture is nearly as intimidating as it used to be. I mean, no, that's probably true. Let's be real. Your dad's not going to want you to bring one over for dinner, but it's okay that you listen to the Two Chains album. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was different when NWA was. was coming out. It was very, very different. You're right. Ride or die. Keep it 100. Bay. Talked about like uh, about like uh, dancing to the old school, man. Dancing to the old school, and always makes me scratch my head because a lot. Well, he's of- talking early Jason Aldean. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say Stop always. Talk- always like, early Jason oh, Old school, some Waylon, some some Johnny Cash, and it's like God. Why don't you be trying to make music that sounds like right. that? That's a fair point. Even like Whitney, he's saying like, I mean, I don't want to say he sounds black, but he definitely has a little bit of like urban slang to him. Like, like he has, he has that like urban vernacular to him. And like, I just remember back in the day, that was a huge deal. All rappers, they don't even know that Whitney. Why don't you say with me? Why don't, I don't want to ask you a question. Sounds to me like Dustin Lynch's eyes uh, picked up a little bit of the black there. Maybe a little bit. Yeah. New Dustin Lynch. Be anywhere she wants to be. She loves 
I'm just here to tell you, a ride or die chick does not want a small town boy. Yeah. She doesn't. See, she wants a 64 Impala, Uzis, drugs, money. That's what she wants. That's what ride or die chicks like. Stansberry has hooked up with Miss Bad Bitch 2017. A couple and, of times. Yeah. A couple of times. She doesn't want a small town boy. Milo Yiannopoulos, he might want a small town he, boy. <laughs> Dude, come on. Come on. Too far. All right. Too far. There's All new right. Dustin Lynch there, small town boy on New Tour Tuesday. Phantom, give me the vote there. It's a turd. Um, Dustin Lynch is a fine singer. His his his, his voice is I agree. fine. Can like, sing. There's there's no problem there. Better than but, like Luke Bryan can sing. Right. But dude, that was the most like copy and paste song I think I've ever heard. Like that was just, hey, all right, now here the country the country guitar solo goes and hey, here's the chorus again. And listen, I know songs are a formula. I'm not trying to say like, well, but like, Welcome dude, to making money. But right. but that was just as generic as country bro country as you could possibly be. And that, that was a there were a lot of things in there that people knock and there are the when they're making excellent points on how formulaic that stuff can get. I agree with you that song was a turd. It's a turd. New Incubus and uh We'll also have a four-pack of charge tickets, actually, next on Rock 106. Turd Tuesday. Sorry, I'm owning somebody online. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm owning a flat-out troll. And I'm, like, owning his punk ass, and he doesn't want to admit it. You've been slamming away on the keyboard. No, I seriously, like- I got six paragraphs of facts, and I'm owning this little punk. James Meters, you're getting owned, you little bitch, and you know it. During the commercial break, you didn't say a word nope. to me. There was no nope. conversation. I'm kicking somebody's just ass. angry typing. I'm like, what is he doing I'm over kicking there? somebody's ass because I have facts, there and what go. they have is the love of one side, and I have facts. I'm not going to get into it because it's political, and I know it makes everybody crazy, so I'm not going to do it. But I got the facts on my side, you moron. I asked you for a real debate, and what'd you do? The moment you touched the keyboard, you were wrong because you don't have the arguments, you little bitch. You don't have them, and you know it. Jeez. We'll move forward into New Tour Tuesday, like ending the program. Hey, because uh, I'm gonna beat the hell out of somebody if I don't. While you're over here in in, in some, I'm furious, sort of, some sort of I uh, am furious, some sort of online war with somebody, are you having a heart attack? People in the audience want to know. During the middle of a segment, Stansbury's just like, "Dude, my chest hurts." Yeah, and we all got a little concerned, and we uh, never well, had. Dude, I'm a little under the weather, okay. and I play too much golf over the yeah. weekend outside. I feel like I'm sore, and I got some aches and pain. I don't think I'm dying. Okay, well, and if I do, I don't think anybody's gonna care. That's concern number one. We'll for be us. fine. We have new incubus <laughs> for new Tur Tuesday. This is nimble bastard. Indeed. Indeed, on new churches. When's the last time Incubus released something good? It's been a minute, right? I haven't listened to the last probably two albums, so I can't necessarily like, say were they good or not. Megalomaniac? Yeah. Probably the last time they were great. Was that the song with Anomaly on it? Was that was An- Anomaly or whatever they tried to call it? But no, it was, that was no. actually the album after that. After that one that. wasn't bad. Yeah. And I'll give you that one. Uh, when was the last time they put something forth something where I felt like, dude, I have to be a part of this? It's been a while. It has. Yeah, I agree. I like them as a band, though. Right. I do like them. I, I think that's the thing is like I don't necessarily. They've been out long enough where that's gonna happen. Now. Yeah, I don't necessarily have really high expectations for them in the sense of like, well, new Incubus. What is it gonna sound like? It sounds like know. we're getting a tour, and I'll hear the right. hits, and that I'm happy about. Hey. 
Probably the second best band ever with a DJ in it, with a turntable in it. I'd have to go with the Deftones as the best uh, band with the, with a turntable in it, but Incubus probably the second best there. Uh, yeah, I mean, off the top of my head, sure, yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. I don't know them all, but all right. yeah, I, I would say that they're probably the second best. I have that. Slipknot's pretty good. Oh, I didn't think about that. One of the first bands I ever interviewed. They got me so stoned. They just wanted me to say nice things about them, right. and they got me so stoned backstage at the amphitheater. Hey, if I smoke pot with you, you'll be nice, right? Yeah, Is it Mike sure. Einzinger? Is that yeah, their, their the guitar, guitar player? player yeah. Dude, him and I just sat in the back, dude, and just rolled blunts. It was, that was a very long interview. A very long interview. It almost doesn't sound like Brandon Boyd. It sounds like not somebody, until he gets into the middle yeah, of it. It sounds like somebody trying to do a Brandon Boyd impression. You know, there what I you mean? go. Yeah, it does kind of sound like that. Sounds almost a little sloppy produced, right? Yeah, they kind of like that. They're very loose based. They pride themselves on being artistic. Yeah, and they're weirdos, but like, I don't know. And I mean, I know there's like a lot of music where you can say that certainly like early 90s hip hop, a lot of it had like that unproduced sound. Yeah, but at this, that's point, true. at this point, though, like, come on, guys, like you've you've been a band for long enough where you should sound crisp. You should sound like on it. Yeah, yeah, on it. Yeah. Jason tweets in and says this sounds like a good Foo Fighters knockoff. Can't argue that it does kind of yeah. sound like a good Foo Fighters knockoff. Uh, he says it doesn't suck. He says, what about the Beastie Boys with a band with a DJ? I don't really consider the Beastie band, Boys to yeah. be a band. That's a They started out as a rap group. Those are expected to have DJs, rock bands, plug-in guitar bands, not necessarily expected to have the DJ there. That's why I, I, I kind of I didn't think about the Beastie Boys, but you, you raise an interesting point. It does sound like a Foo Fighters song or a Red Hot Chili Peppers right. song or an Incubus song, whatever. Just play it on iHeart. Who cares? They'll have their own channel. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it's not like re- 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 reinventing the wheel, but.
feels like this is forever. And that kind of tells you how I feel about it, right? If a song is good, you don't feel like it's lasting forever. A lot of people want to pipe up for Linkin Park being the best band with a DJ. I'll take the Deftones. But I just have a different taste in music. But I will take the Deftones. There's new Incubus, Nimble Bastard, there on New Turd Tuesday. Fantone, give me the vote there, buddy. Uh, I'm going to go with it. Eh, it's mm. half a turd. Um, I didn't have high expectations for 2017 Incubus, uh, but I will say I do really like that band. I always have. Um, and more than making me say, dude, I got to go listen to that new Incubus album, I'm like, dude, I should go listen to Make Yourself again. Yeah. You know or, what I mean? dude, let's go all the way back to Enjoy. Enjoy was so good. Enjoy Incubus. I'm going to go with you. I'm going to go with uh, like half a turd. Eh, it's mm. half a turd. Again, man, people just piping up for uh, for Linkin Park is the best band with the DJ. I'll disagree. It's kind of like pop, new metal-ish to me. Um, I, I like the Deft. I think the Deftones make much better music that will stand as like you know artistic. I'm a Linkin Park fan too. Don't get me wrong. I was way early on that first record, and uh, way early on that first record. And so they're really good, but I they're just a little bit more commercial for me. And so like I kind of like things that aren't a little bit more. And so I will go with uh, I will go with the Deftones being the best band with a DJ. But you know you can make an argument for Lincoln Park too. You totally could. Fantone, uh, we do have a local band here, do we not? You bet we do. This is White Buffalo Woman out of Canton, Ohio. Their song is Domino. Big fans of the Stansberry Show, White Buffalo Woman. It's a world premiere. They're kind of funky. I like their sound. They, um, you know what I mean? They kind of sound like bands that I like. I think the singer has a really cool voice. I say this about local bands that I end up liking a little bit, and I always say, if you can listen to something you don't automatically know that's a local band, or you don't go, oh, that's local, then that's a that to me is a compliment. Huge endorsement. Yeah, and I don't think, like, when I hear them, I don't automatically go, oh, this is a failed local band. He's got right, this wasn't recorded in Homie's Garage. They're really good live, too.
Country Boy Buffalo Woman, local band out of Canton, Ohio. The song's called Domino. Uh, I've said this the last time we played one of their songs via this feature, and they were voted not a turn then, is that they kind of remind me of a band I really like called Taddy Porter. They kind of remind me of that band who never really got off the ground, but they're very, very, very good if you're into that kind of sound. You might want to check those guys out. I'm going to go, I'm going gonna, gonna to jump the shark here. Uh, I'm going to jump in front of you, and I'm going to say not a turd on Domino. Not a turd! Yay! I, uh, I don't know how I can argue with that one, buddy. Um, very talented band of dudes who are just kind of playing rock and roll music. Uh, Plug in and play, which yeah. is rare these days. Yeah. You know, a little bit of simplicity in music is uh, to be commended and, and to sound good while you're doing it, especially coming out of the Hall of Fame city. Harder to do. Woman. Harder to do. Buffalo, white Buffalo woman. We are uh, fans are being asked real quick before we get out of here for us to give our thoughts on Slipknot since they were one of the other bands. Uh, I've always been a Slipknot fan. Like, I like what they do. I, um, I will, I'm a bigger Stone Sour fan. I, out of all the Corey Taylor projects, I probably like Stone Sour a little bit better. Um, and again, that was his passion project. The Stone Sour was a band first, you know, then he signed on to do the Slipknot thing and then once got successful, went back and put Stone Sour back together. And so I kind of like when, I mean, you can tell that's his passion project. And so I find that to be normally a little bit better. Where are you at? Yo, uh, you, you really like Iowa, right? I, I, I'm, I'm well Slipknot over, over Stone Sour 10 times out of 10. I'll be listening to Slipknot. Um, I, 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 obviously a band that was really uh, important during those years when they were kind of uh, dominating the scene. Um, I, I actually read something on WRQK.com, Corey Taylor talking about how, in his opinion, the new Stone Sour album is the coolest thing he's done since the first Slipknot album. So, like, I don't know what that means, but in Corey Taylor's opinion, uh, the coolest of his music is, is is about to come out. I would take that with a grain, with a grain yeah. of salt there, because what is an artist going to do? This is the worst record I've ever <laughs> sucks, put out. Dude. This you guys record are going to hate it. Sucks. Um, I, I, I'll always just say to me, Stone Sour always just sounded like another rock band where Slipknot at least sounded like they were doing something outside of the norm. I always just felt Stone Sour was like, yeah, well, it's not the Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah no, there is. Yeah, they're not exactly uh, recreating the wheel right. Stone Sour. I will grant you that. I just have always, uh, I've always just dug that sound a little bit more. We are done for the day. Yeah. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106. Now, you guys have a great day. 